0: like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new BrewBuilt X1 conical unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built conicals. You can trust Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust MoreBeer to find the right conical for you. BrewBuilt at morebeer.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
2: The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer. Featuring the new, easy-to-sanitize, threaded diffusion stone, Check out the new Threaded Diffusion Stone at morebeer.com. Item number KEG590. Uh, dogfish heads old brew house they just have a more of a connection with this living
1: organism and let me tell you that was a piece of shit
0: well it doesn't help that we got like 12 dudes in here i feel like
3: sam bent me over preferentially
0: i think you'd be naked the entire
3: time
4: sam's a walking boner
3: well don't get used to it going right now i don't get those cues that well maybe because i'm not freaking gay sometimes you need to take a step back and just go you're kind of small you're climbing that manhole pretty easy
5: in
1: defense of your wiener your balls are gigantic seriously weird um, sideshow big sweet god (laughs)
5: now
2: live from the brewing network studios in northern california this is the radio program for home brewers craft brewers beer lovers and beer geeks it's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well expert drinkers this is the radio program with a head on it this is the session
6: Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the session. Uh, what are we, back to old school audio problems, Jepo? I think so, buddy. Uh, apparently people were on the high speed earlier and no
0: audio at all. And then they go to uh, the dial-up and they can hear now.
6: Only on dial-up they can hear. Only on dial-up. So what's wrong with that? I'm gonna, I gonna. I could feel stop. slower? I could it's stop at tech. all. Hold on to your butts. What? Alright, I've rebooted. So let's see if that uh, does anything fancy for them.
0: All right. I hope everyone starts complaining.
6: And I don't have audio on the webcam today either because I'm missing it. A, 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 it's a long story. I could potentially fix that if I ditch Skype. I could give you audio on the webcam. Not worth it. So... Unless
0: you want to hear us talk smack during the breaks.
6: Probably not going to get a bunch of Skype calls anyway. And usually the ones we get, we don't really want.
0: Well, blo- well speaking of both of those, Blobber is in the chat.
6: So. Right. So that's what I'm saying. We could... Um, and before we experience any other audio problems, uh, a la the guy mowing his lawn across the road, kill that window next to you, will you, Jipper? It's hot, though. Yeah, well. Like you've never been into a hot studio here. Never. <laughs> All right. Hey, the boys are back in town. Wait. What? I don't know. That should be a song. We
0: should write a song. If it <laughs> you think so? Like it. Yeah.
6: It could go something like, the boys are back in town. The, the, boys, the boys are, are back been in, been town. in
0: town. Uh, Yeah. Something like that. Somebody's
6: getting laid or something. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: uh high speed is up now for some people, so
6: all right it it'll it get there for everybody just maybe it just needed to be redone re- redid uh, restroked yeah. to restroke it all right, so yeah, it's just the boys back in studio today no guests, no beef horse she's uh oh. it's mother's day today. I don't know if you guys uh did anything for your mother's like you should have done. I thought about her you did all day
0: and yeah, not all day
6: just some- just when you woke up well
0: when I hung out with your mom, I was like, I wish I had one
6: <laughs> I wish I had one of these. You can have mine.
0: No, that's right. She, your mom has enough problems,
6: <laughs> and most of them are me. Yeah, yeah. We did a little Mother's Day. How about How how fun is that? How family like is that? We did a Mother's Day with JP.
3: Yeah, today. nice. Very yeah, nice. that was very nice. Yeah, Took, uh,
6: we went to a Volkswagen show at the oh. uh, Solano Fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah, we were we were Volkswagen buddies. We were, <laughs> we were, and the, we went with the Woods. The Woods oh, uh, brought their Westie down. Nice and uh checked it all brought my mom out and then we went to downtown joe's and hung out with Colin a little bit cuz it, it was we were already out there anyway another yeah. 20 minutes so we went there for lunch and had a couple of Colin's uh, beers uh, doing a bunch of remodeling at the downtown joe's Earthquake so, retrofit uh, i
3: think is what
7: it
6: is yeah, yeah yeah i think you're right yeah, the place has been there forever yeah. they had they essentially kind of have built a building inside uh, the, the building, building. to yeah. keep it from in, in case the outside Continues to fall down, <laughs> then uh, they're all safe and covered. Uh, we're going to be back there in uh, it looks like um, July, um, end of no June, no July, end of July. End of July. Oh, end of July. We're going to be doing another downtown Joe's remote, so we got some some time on that. You guys got some time to plan and come on out. So, yeah, that's what we did today, and the beeve is with her mom here on Mother's Day, so it's just us. There's no guest. We're covering numbers in brewing today. You know, numbers, one of my, my favorite, numbers, small numbers. favorite topics, mostly about missing your numbers. Uh, Tasty's going to talk to us about why uh, your brewing numbers are important and why they matter to you and why they don't matter to some of you, um, so we're going to cover that, and then Doc's going to help us uh, troubleshoot when we miss our numbers, um, so I'll be listening uh, a lot to what Doc has to say. What do I do? Today. Uh, probably the same thing you always do. Okay, what does Chad do? Coming later. <laughs> probably the same thing jokes. Chad always okay. does. Yeah.
5: Ch-
0: Chad, we'll do it together. Yeah. Whatever Let's it is do we you. do. You guys, yeah. you guys can just hold,
6: hold hands under the desk and uh, <laughs> support each other. Okay, great. Yeah. Sounds good. Fly yeah. under the desk. Well, <laughs> the no good. one wants to see that.
7: Yeah. I don't want yeah, to throw
6: well, up in my mouth.
7: It is a live webcam.
6: <laughs> yeah. With no audio. With no audio. Yeah. Blobber. Deal with it They're still yelling about there being oh, no audio on the webcam only
0: Blobber He goes why isn't there Why There's no audio And everyone's told him
6: Why are you he-
8: ruining my day Because he's not here to fix it Because yeah. he's Canadian no.
6: no Actually everyone else has audio on the webcam it's Except Canadian. Canada <laughs> which, yeah, uh, It was a rights issue It was
7: a I thought we just had to make a choice Had to cut somebody out <laughs> yeah, And it was Canada <laughs> It was Canada
0: <laughs> There's a couple people listening on the iPhone app Oh good and Because of the high speed issues They're, uh, they're like oh, I have audio now on the iPhone app oh, iPhone good, app works
6: so. great and um, actually, it's it it streams at a higher bit rate than anything else too. It's probably clearer. Mm. I think that one streams at like sixty four k, which is pretty good for internet type audio. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I
0: don't know. I'm not kind of a I'm not a techie guy.
6: Yeah, well, you're not a techie guy. I know. No. Your guy told me like, oh, really? My iPhone charges in like three minutes. <laughs> ah!
5: Uh, and I was like, "What
6: the fuck are you?" No, I'm telling you, I plug it in and it's, it's just full bar. <laughs>
5: it's I don't get
6: bar. it. And I was like, oh, "Wow, that that phone really is something." <laughs> <laughs> you pay extra for that. One. Yeah, that's yeah. you sad to pay extra for that.
7: I explain to my wife today why her cell phone's always dead. Her new iPhone. It's not like your old one. Yeah, yeah. The battery gets just, the life sucked out of it. Right.
0: If she's on 3G all the time, especially where you are. It's yeah. Gonna choke well, she, it down, she
7: we don't get
6: a signal in my house, so if you don't turn on airplane mode or turn it off, it's it, constantly it, searching.
7: It's searching. Yeah. It just sucks it right out. Yeah.
6: Of she's not like searching porn and stuff all the time. Is she? That could I be. Haven't checked. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I I send her enough. <laughs> yeah, she's just watching the stuff you send. <laughs> yeah, that's what's killing her Keeps battery. Uh, did you have? Uh, did you do some Mother's Day festivities?
7: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Today? We uh, uh, basically. Got the house real clean for mom this morning. boy. She liked that. And then uh, we went out for uh, lunch and then took the kids to a movie. Okay. Just a little family action. All
6: right. Chad, did you call your mother? I did. Are you lying to me? She's working. Oh, she well, is? I called her. Yeah, I left her a message. And Attaboy. I call the
8: house and my father picks up and goes, yeah, she's working. She works at the Mohegan, right? Yeah. yeah. She
6: works at the casino out there in nice. Connecticut. And she
8: gets like concert tickets and stuff, right? Right. She just kind of ushers people to their seats and that kind of thing. So It's a cool gig, yeah. man. She could see all the, you know, comedians that come through, all the live, you know, bands and all that good stuff. I bet so. she'll
6: get to see Neil Diamond. That, those casinos, they like to hire guys like Neil Diamond. Sweet. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask her for some tickets. Yeah.
8: He, you know, she said uh, the thing that bothers her is, like, someone like Jerry Seinfeld will come through and do, like, three nights. Yeah. And she's there the three nights. Oh. Same so it's like, night, yeah, <laughs> she's like, ah, I kind of know the show. Well, that, the and Jerry thing.
6: Seinfeld sucks balls anyway. he <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been good since his show was off the air, yeah. right? So...
8: Why do I do the same act over and over again?
0: <laughs> I don't get it.
6: Exactly. So I'm going back east uh, Memorial Day weekend end of this month. Why are you traveling on Memorial
0: cool. Day weekend,
6: man? Well, we're uh, you know I'm What's well, wrong with you? I don't have a job, so a couple days early I can leave and I can yeah. come home a couple days late. Uh, there you go. So I yeah, you just surra- I'm just I'm donutting uh, Memorial Day weekend <laughs> basically. But going to New York City, I uh, cool. got some friends that I can crash with there. Uh, uh, so, Fritz and you uh, New Yorkers, uh, might be able to see you guys out there They're in cool. New York City. Send me an email. I um, hope you remember more of it than me. <laughs> I hope I don't. It sounds like you had a good time. <laughs> I did. Uh, so we're going to be there and then I'm I'm with I'm doing the family thing over the Memorial Day weekend um my whole it's like a family reunion type thing
7: Another one of those
6: Yeah well most of my family's like dying off or has died you know we we're we we're one of those old families you know oh, all the right. aunts and uncles yeah. and great aunts and o- we were huge when I was a kid the family was massive
7: Yeah I mean, that was us too and now I'm getting my <laughs> now like and like eight sisters <laughs> yeah they're all starting to go oh yeah.
6: so they died Ugh. I haven't seen them in twenty years. West Coast families traditionally aren't as old as those, East and yeah. old and big as those East Coast families. That's so. where we're from. So yeah, I yeah. Know. So doing that whole they thing, and maybe if they're, I gotta look and see who's playing in Mohegan and see if I, maybe I gotta hit up your mom for some ticks. We can do that. We're out we there. Check it out. Yeah, what the, are the dates you're gonna go out there? You can Say see again. Abba, the Memorial Day weekend, <laughs> Memorial Day. like a couple <laughs> days before and a couple. It's the last you know week of this month. No, check the calendar. See who's in town. Did you call your mom today? In heaven,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I dropped to one knee and talked to her a little bit. Yeah,
6: I thought your mom was alive.
7: No, she's not. Remember, she died right before Burning Man.
6: Yeah, but thanks for bringing it up. Thanks I thought it was—I thought it was that we were waiting on your stepdad to die before Burning Man.
7: Yeah, that too. But my mom died a while
6: back. Oh, and you still talk ago. to the stepdad even though mom's gone? Yeah. Oh, that's a good boy. He was my stepdad almost as long as my dad was my dad. Ah, so he was like my stepdad. Yeah. No. Ah. So he's not... Except
7: you had overlap. I didn't have overlap.
6: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. That's true. (laughs) Tasty, did you call your mom in heaven? Uh, No, I thought of her, though. (laughs) You did? Yeah. All right. everybody has got to do the right thing by their moms, right? So it's Mother's Day and all that. I bought my mom a cheeseburger today. That's what I did. Sure did.
7: In paradise, no
6: less. I bought her a cheeseburger in paradise.
7: I did dodge talking to my mother-in-law, though.
6: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. You didn't have to talk to her. Well, No. Do uh, Jewish
7: moms celebrate Mother's Day? Of
6: course. Oh.
7: And my wife was talking. I heard her talking, yeah.
6: and the boys got called in to talk to her. And, like, yeah, yeah. and what'd you do? You and just I saw hit? the light
7: go off on the phone yeah. on the extension.
6: And then you came out from under the bed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't get to talk. To wow, well,
0: shoot!
6: That? I want, uh, it's okay. We gotta go. Well, of course,
0: she celebrates Mother's Day. She gets something. Yeah. She didn't
6: even
7: talk to my mom. <laughs> I didn't see you handing me the phone either. Yeah.
6: <laughs> How awkward would that conversation have been, anyway? Imagine, because you know. It's Doc, for one. (laughs) And then, two, it's the mother-in-law. That combination just, hi, happy Mother's Day. All right. Yep, talk to you later.
7: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'll be in town next week. Nah, I probably won't see you.
6: You are are going down there next week, um, aren't you? Yeah, next Wednesday. All right. You staying with Big Tim while you're down Uh, there? Nope,
7: I got a hotel. Okay. But he's going to come down and rage with me. And hang? Yeah.
6: I got to I'm hang gonna, with Big I'm Tim for like a week.
7: To, I'm going to try to get to the brewery and uh, hang out. I've never been
6: to their tap room before. Which one? Oh, you know, we... uh the brewery. brewery. Tim and I broke down right there, right near uh, the brewery. Yeah? But we were working on getting our ass home, and his buddy gave us a ride, so we couldn't really dilly-daddle, <laughs> so I didn't get to go. Plus, it was a, you know, it was a Sunday, too. I
8: think day. they have their anniversary coming up. Second anniversary.
6: Yeah. All right.
7: I'm targeting Friday night. They're only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think, uh, for their tap room. They're probably open for you. You just got to call them, man. Gotta call a brother up. Yeah, I'll let him know. But yeah. yeah, I'm targeting Friday night.
6: Oh, yeah, I was kind of bummed I didn't go. Yeah, broke down. Everyone thought I was going to be the one who broke down on the way home from the homebrew fest. This big Tim's truck broke down.
7: There's hauling all your shit in the big old trailer.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Blew up the turbo.
7: Oh. Did you see the picture of the turbo? Yeah. Uh, it, it's like the. It ate half of it away.
6: Yeah. Well, because we kept going. I don't know if you guys know that, but so, so we went down to the Southern California Homebrew Fest uh, last weekend, for those of you who weren't listening. And uh, what a great time, by great, the way. Great time. Yeah. I loved that fest. Really? I really enjoyed myself. Got real drunk on Saturday. And, uh, but really enjoyed myself. A lot of beer. And you know what? And I mean this. A lot of good beer. Yeah. Things are changing, man. Yeah. Do you remember when I went to my first homebrew fest up here? I went to NorCal, yeah. and I came back on the show talking about how shitty all the beer was. And uh, and I'm not just talking about NorCal. I'm I'm talking about homebrew in general. And boy, is it getting good! It's getting good. You there guys is. are starting to brew some great beer. Because I think I only had a couple of bad beers, and it was really just because they were experimental beers. Like, people adding weird stuff to it it just to to try it out, and it didn't work out. So even that, I wasn't disappointed. It wasn't like I was given a a Pilsner that was shit, you know? I was given some really good beers. So I had a lot of fun down there meeting people, and uh, Big Tim went with us. And then, yeah, on the way out of there, so we broke down. Well, we started to break down, like, two miles outside of Lake Casitas, right where we camped. But Big Tim's like, well, we're just going to go till she won't go anymore, and fuck, did we make it a long way? We yeah, made it all did. the way down to basically Placentia, uh, Yerba, Buen- Yerba Linda? Yerba Linda, Yerba Linda. Yeah, we made yeah. it to right there, and at that point, it just starts pouring white smoke out of the back. Uh, the, a cop ended up pulling up to us after we had pulled <laughs> over, and he's like, "Yeah, we got about three phone calls about your smoke. Glad to see you're not on fire. Um, you know, we got like you got, they got those like gross polluter phone calls from us because I don't know what the deal is, but it's apparently, all
0: steam. It's fine. It's just
6: steam, but." Do these people need to turn you in? I know. I've been turned in before, too. I used to drive I, a...
7: It's not like you were meaning to do that.
6: Exactly. Well, they might have thought that in my last car. Oh, yeah, you call. drive
7: everywhere like that.
6: It was like I was driving an 87 Cutlass Supreme. Oh, yeah, okay. Cuddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
7: Drop that Cutty. A Cutlass.
6: Yeah, and I blew, I blew a head gasket. Oh, Kept yeah. going. You know, those things uh. are... T- you can keep going. Fuck it. And, yeah, blowing white smoke everywhere. I got called in. I got turned in. Yeah. But you're right. It was a one-day thing, and, like, I do that all the time.
7: Yeah, yeah, like you drive everywhere like that. It's supposed to do that.
6: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess once the turbo goes out on a diesel, it just starts smoking like mad. So it's pretty ugly. But I'm telling you, Tim pushed that thing. We made it yeah, a couple hundred it. miles Whatever, like that. it's broke, it's broke. And yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah, Kept going. Anyway, it was a good time. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to go back to that fest already next yeah, year. I time. say we put it on the calendar and... Uh, I think the only reason we haven't gone in the past is it's usually Boonville, but they switched the weekends this year, so we went for it. And uh, yeah, it is usually Boonville weekend. You know what's different about the SoCal Fest? I found um, from the Northern California Fest, and I didn't, I couldn't figure out why at the time, but I think I've figured it out now. But so after the day's over, everyone just goes back to camp and passes out, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. done. I mean, that place was a, a it was a morgue at by by like nine thirty ten p.m. Right at NorCal. You know, you come back, you get yourself some dinner, and then you keep right on raging yeah, go, into the wee hours. find the next
7: campfire and just keep raging.
6: Well, I figured it out. I'm pretty sure it's just because there's a hell of a lot more beer. There's about three times the amount of beer to try. There's more clubs down there and, and more yeah. people going to it. So we all just drank a hell of a lot more. Everybody did. And so by the time you get back to camp, so I was feeling pretty rocked when we were packing up down at the fest site and then heading back to camp. I You know, I sat down in the Shadalak, feeling pretty drunk, feeling good. When I got out of the Shadillac five minutes later at camp, I was drunk as a skunk. I came stumbling into Tim's trailer, and he just looked at me like, oh, have another one, Justin. <laughs> Fed me some lasagna, and I passed out. That was that.
8: But I think, do you agree with me? Do you think it's yeah. because of the amount of beer there is to try? Absolutely. And every club had these, like, elaborate... Kegerators, you know, or whatever. They just brought these club bars. Bars. Yeah. bars and right. Was, so, yeah, I mean, tons, tons of beers of on taps. tap. Yeah. I mean, just accessible, easy. Yeah. Walk right up, get whatever you want, and it's everywhere. I must so, have, you're right. I must have tried 50 Crazy.
6: beers. Yeah. I think I tried more beer at the SoCal Fest than I do at GABF. Mm-hmm. Partly because we weren't working. I love going to fest and not working, by the way. This should be a new thing of ours. <laughs> uh, I just got to hang out and meet people and drink beer. We should we, I should have put this in the business plan a long really? time ago. Hey how how was Push's bacon hellas? <coughs> Un bacony. Really? Poor bastard. So so Push and I don't know if he's listening, he can call and tell it better than me, but so he, he spends the, the couple days before uh, the SoCal Fest making a, what's it called, a tincture? Yeah, Is that yeah. pronounced right. Yeah, yeah. Making a bacon tincture to put into his hellas, but he wasn't going to tincture the beer until he got to the fest. So oh. he put the he put his his uh, oh, you know, jar his glass. of tincture. Yeah, he put the no, he was going to do it in the keg, but for some reason he wanted to wait till he got to SoCal. I don't know why, but he put the jar in his trunk and drove down. Well, it knocked over and he lost half of his bacon tincture. Oh.
3: His bacon tincture all over his trunk? I think yeah. so, or wherever oh, he lost it. Or God. maybe it was in
6: the cooler. It could have been in the bottom oh, of the okay. cooler. Hopefully it
3: was contained. And so he just he
6: threw in what was left, and I, I couldn't taste it. I didn't mm-hmm. taste any bacon. I was real disappointed. I'm sure he was, too. He spent all that time on the
3: Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Wow.
6: Yeah, he was going to bacon a, a Hellas.
7: I'm just wondering if a tincture is the best way to get the bacon flavor out of that. Just
6: throw the bacon directly in. I think. Yeah, right? there's other ways you can. Well, he did that
0: <laughs> to enter. He entered nationals with it.
6: Oh, he did. And he uh,
0: put the bacon right in it, and people were like, "Uh, you know, blah blah blah." There's uh, bacon bits in <laughs> there here, <are> chunks, <laughs> of and it's of like bacon, yeah,
6: greasy, and and so, I like that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Now, so I had a couple of Drew's beer. That, oh, this Drew, guy, this, Drew. This guy, this yeah, Drew Beecham. This man can brew. Yeah, and he made this uh, a mead with. Michigan cherries, he put in it. Uh, it's the best mead I've ever had in my life, hands down. Really, everyone there was going nuts for it. He wasn't port; you had to give like the secret handshake or something. He was giving it out to everybody, but they just didn't put it on the list. Everybody I talked to, hey, did you have Drew's cherry mead? This mm-hmm. thing was unbelievable. I'm telling you, hands down, the best mead I ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And then he had other another couple of really good beers on there. Did you try his beers, Chad? I, you know what? I didn't really you get a chance remember. to try
8: them all. Okay, uh, I had a couple. And uh one of the beers that stuck out of my mind was somebody had this like Reese's peanut butter cup beer or something. Did you try that one? I did try that one.
6: Everyone was raving about yeah, it. It was yeah. all right. It was I love the idea. Yeah. And and there was nothing wrong with it. It just Yeah, it was uh it was a Reese's peanut butter cup beer. Basically chocolate and
8: uh and peanut butter. So a lot peanut more beer. of those kind of beers, like weird named beers and weird ingredients, not like, "Oh, this is our barrel-aged something." It was yeah. like just wacky stuff, which right. is kind of cool. It was cool.
6: Yeah. There, there was a guy in the tent, kind of near us. I don't remember what it, what the club was. I apologize, but he made a um, a, a wheat beer that he put uh, basically put Kool Aid powder, the Kool Aid yeah. powder into yeah. too much. It was like it just tasted uh, like Kool Aid uh, to me. Uh, Other people were really liking it. Uh, you know, it, it's I it did have a little. You know, it, was, it certainly was carbonated and it had a beer thing to it, but it was just real World flavor.
5: Yeah,
6: red, <laughs> red flavor, red Kool <laughs> Aid <red laughs> flavor. <laughs> it was, red, you know it was grape flavor no it's was red flavor red and, uh, huh,
3: whatever that yeah
6: but we met some fun listeners down there and uh, like i said i'm ready to go back next year i, I had a really good time and uh, good i think we should i think we should make that our a priority that's on great our, on and our bring list. a golf
7: cart and start and, you know, and work
6: and yeah and, well
7: let's not push it
6: Doc. i love the not working it's great we didn't do it everyone's asking why aren't you guys are you guys doing a show are you no, I'm, nice. what are you doing Drink. Same thing you're doing. Yeah, same as you, man. <laughs> Talking to you, buddy. Let's go uh, get a beer. Yeah, buddy. We sold some t-shirts and stuff like that, but we just poured beer like a club. Yeah. People got to drink my Mirror Pond. What do they think? They liked they it. They were nice to me.
3: <laughs> yeah. no, it's a really good beer. Everybody liked it.
6: Tasty was right. That fucker it got yeah. all cloudy on the way down and never cleared up again.
3: Yeah, because
7: well,
6: oh, you didn't filter it. Or? Just, just tell me, I it. it. Oh. tell me,
7: dry hopped it.
6: It tasted uh, more, even more bitter, cloudy like that too. Yeah, yeah with get, all the junk up in it, you get that yeast bite, and mm-hmm. it just it kind of yeah, get your tongue. Like I didn't that. like it. I was disappointed in that because I liked it at home. Even though the the problem with the beer was that it was too bitter to begin with. So then when we when it got all shaken up with the junk, it was even more. Yeah, so. the
3: hops were hung up, hung up in that junk.
6: Yeah, people were nice to me though. They drank quite a bit of it. Yeah. Did we bring any back? We
8: did all of <laughs> Not it. Not much. Not much. <laughs>
6: Oh, not so but I, I think
8: I. we all, I mean, we all had a little bit of beer left. I mean, yeah. there's so much beer, like you said. So.
6: We brought a lot, and everyone yeah. a lot of others. and yeah. Anyway, good time. Oh, so. Tasty's totally out, I guess. <laughs> I was totally out. <laughs> Yo, you ran so, Yeah, And at the end of the night, too, we t- we ended up taking Tasty's two and a half, just walking around yeah. serving people. Yeah, it wasn't like was we were trying
3: tra- not give it away. We, we pushed it around a little bit, too, yeah.
6: That was the only time that I found some people douchey, and oh. I think it was because they weren't homebrewers. At that point, there were oh. some just, like... Festival goers, yeah, there's some of Drunk festival goers, just drunk festival goers. Because I go around, and it was me and Bevo walking around, and I'd say, "Hey, you know, would you would you like some great beer?" Um, and they would just kind of look at you funny, like I was give like I was going to give them something laced with LSD. Mm-hmm. And whereas the home brewers, you know, you could tell they'd be like, "Absolutely, mm-hmm. whose is it? Oh, it's tasty it's Great, I'd love to try some." The other people kind of. Would you kind of, it, they'd think about it for me and kind of give you a dirty look. I ended up just walking away from those people. I was real drunk, too, so I ended up going, well, fuck you, then. I'm trying to give you a beer. I just walk away. I got real angry when they didn't well, want your like, beer. It's
7: like when your brother tries to give you something free. Like, What's wrong with yeah, it? Yeah, but it's uh, not what's at a homebrew with... fest, right? Well, well if, you, if you're a homebrewer, yeah. But yeah. if you're just a festival, it's like, well, why are you giving away? What's wrong with it? Everybody who took it, though, got a real
3: treat. What, did you you spit in it?
6: What did I have? Did I have the Janet's Brown, or did I have your IPA?
3: I forget which you had. I think you might have had the Janet's Brown, actually. Mm -hmm. That was a good time. Yeah, I know. All right, so if, all you
6: ever, uh, <laughs> if you were ever wondering and you're in the SoCal area, is that a fest you should go to? Oh, I think yeah. everybody in this room uh, who's been to it gives a thumbs up on that one. It,
8: hey, it, it was a good time. And. and Thanks to the Temecula guys for letting us camp on them. Those guys were great.
6: Yeah, we got hooked up because apparently the Lake Casitas camp area, you could camp like five miles away from where the fest site is. It's huge. I'm not exaggerating. Somebody told me their camp was five miles down the road or something. Um, So the Temecula uh, Homebrew Club, uh, really gracious, gave us our own spot to pull in Big Tim's RV, uh, put up the tents all around it. Really nice guys. We ended up uh, within walking distance to the Fest site because of them. And cool guys. They hung out with us quite a bit on Friday night, and nobody hung out on Saturday night. We all passed out together. (laughs) Those guys were all gone. Uh, We were up pretty early, too, 9 a.m. or something camp was empty i don't know those temecula guys got sunday things to do or something they're gone by 6 a.m
3: well you know? they went to bed so early you know the, uh,
6: yeah had
3: to get up early too
6: good guys though so thank you to the thank you chad for reminding me about that thanks to the temecula homebrew club for putting us up and uh putting up with us too yeah. that was uh, that was cool that was very cool at one point i so on saturday night you know we all pass out and uh i don't know what time saturday morning 4 a.m 3 a.m i don't know our stereo that's sitting outside <laughs> just turns on, and it's le- it's cranked. It's on eleven, <laughs> and it's, uh, and it must have been on for five minutes because my ass isn't going to wake up. Chad finally got up, yeah. and shut it off, oh, and oh, and, oh, I think, and I think and I think it just we don't we still don't know what happened. It just turned itself on. So it's satellite radio. So it probably lost the signal. Okay. And, and then, then just came we back. We just on. assumed
8: we turned it off because it was quiet. We went to bed. Yeah, that's a good. In point. middle of the night, just popped on. So
6: weren't people like cussing at you when you went out to turn it off? Uh, I yeah, thought you something. had said some of the people were like you fuckers,
8: yeah, like, what an asshole or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, it
6: was loud. We probably woke up the entire B area that we yeah. were in. It was
8: loud. Uh, same thing this weekend, too. Like, Boonville, I mean, car alarms going off and people, like, screaming. And, right. You know, yeah, it was loud. People get all pissed off. Yeah, it happens. When
6: you're camping <laughs> with, you know,
8: 1,200 of your closest friends, this is going to happen. Yeah. Especially drunk. when you all passed out. Yeah, drunk. But that was loud. And, I mean, no one moved. I was the only one. I was like, all right, goddammit, I'm getting up.
6: Well, I I was actually, waiting for it to turn off. I didn't like, hear it until you got up, because uh-oh. then I heard you jump over me. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Chad comes back in, all grumpy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Son of a... <laughs> People yelling at me and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know Big Tim heard it. He's just sleeping. He's it's like, right yeah. below his window there. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. just was like, eh, I don't
8: care.
7: I'm sure he had earplugs in, too. Yeah.
8: Right. Oh, man. Tasty passed those
3: out. Yeah, I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I am sleeping on the ground right next to it, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks. Uh, special thanks to our sponsor, More Beer. They're the official sponsor of the Sunday session this week and every week. You can go to morebeer.com and check it out. Uh, lots of new items going up there all the time, and we appreciate their support. They uh, specifically bring you this show, so thanks to them. Uh, like I said, this is the What to Do When You Miss Your Numbers show, and Tacey's going to talk to us about why numbers are important to you, and uh, talk to those of you who uh, could care less about numbers, too, because some of you don't need to, to worry about Just all that business. Listen. Yeah. And then uh, Doc's going to help us learn uh, what to do uh, when we when we miss those things. And everyone, of course, will chime in on that. I'm sure JP is very familiar with missing his numbers. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Didn't you just brew with your nephew this week?
0: I did, yesterday. How'd that go? It went pretty well.
6: old's well, your nephew, like eight?
0: Uh, he uh, is turning eight tomorrow. Yeah. No, he's. Uh, <laughs> did 20. you
6: brew his favorite beer for him? Yes, I did. <laughs> you didn't burn him or anything, <laughs> did you? He's I tried.
3: Barley wine kind of guy.
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you brewed his favorite barley wine? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's 20. Oh, okay. And so
0: we kind of made a oatmeal stout recipe and burned Th- that it. That he can't touch for a year? It's too yeah. bad he
6: can't drink yeah. it. Yeah. That's what what a shame.
0: Well, he comes over and, you know, look, uh, maybe when I'm not looking, he he may get a beer every now and then. That would be wrong, though. I, don't I know, but I'm not looking. It's I, you not, know.
7: You're, but you left it out where a miner can get No, to it's it.
0: in the chest freezer and it's locked and he, oh. yeah, so it's weird. He took um, the keys and made weird. a set. It's and weird. Then, it's then, weird then, how he, drunk he gets. Yeah, it's really weird. And then he posts that shit on Facebook. Right He'll go like Oh man this beer That my uncle What is wrong with you Yeah
6: And he's got Your panties on his head Yeah And he takes the photo Well they're more It's like a a thong Really but Right Yeah All right. Hey so there's the other thing I want to talk about Before we get into our topic And the feedback And I kind of like Not having a guest Because I just keep rambling I don't
5: care Ramble
6: Ramble. So how about the Brewing Network Club Being in uh, first place right now In in, uh, in the country Oh really Huh
3: (laughs) Yeah. What a monster that
6: is! You, so, so now Tasty's prediction was it would take us another couple years to
3: to well, do what we've done this not year. Not this year, but next year. I was yeah. Thinking, but yeah, but Well, we haven't won it yet.
6: No, no, we haven't won Club of the Year. You're right, right. but but those BNers, man, all across the country, in the Midwest region did real well. In fact, I think the yeah. Midwest region did and exceptionally the North, well Northeast for us. Did Northeast, did Northeast it, yeah. that's right. Northeast and the Midwest did exceptionally well for the BN Club. You know, you guys out there, the BN Army, you don't have your local club and you put us down. Well, I think we advanced, it's like 50 or 51 beers to the, to the yeah. second round, which uh, gave us the most points in the country going into the second round, um, with Doe's being a very, very, very close second.
7: It's a close race.
6: Yeah. In the top three Real spots. Real close, yeah. And who's third? Is it St. Paul again? Yeah. Yeah. It yep. is St. Paul They're again. They're right there, too, so. I mean, uh, Gordon Strong had something like sixteen entries make it to the second round. That year, that bastard! I got to get him to jump ship over here too. All you guys, I gotta get all you guys to jump ship will be unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> there won't be one club then. <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> once again, from the Brewing Network. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. It's anybody's race because we, we all have a fairly equal amount of beers in the second round, you know, and that's where you know it's really going to count to see how they do. From here, I'm real curious to see. But how fun would it be if the BN wins? You know how the whole club gets to go stand up on stage when the club wins? (laughs) Yeah. They might have to reinforce the stage. Yeah. There's a lot of BNers out there. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, if every BNer at the banquet, if you listen, you're part of the BN Army. That's as far as I'm concerned. You're in the club whether you entered under that club or not. Yeah. Except for Chad. That fucker doesn't get to get on stage with us because he entered under does <laughs> That's right, this he year. did. I'll even <laughs> let the... Yeah, but I expect it out of these two schleps. Not, not out of you. He actually goes to the meetings. I don't care. He does. He's not allowed up there. Everybody in the room's allowed up there. Chad's going to be the one guy sitting out at the table. No, but can you imagine? Uh, uh, half that room gets up and stands on stage at the BN Club wins. That'll be a lot of fun.
7: And they all got to hug
6: Charlie. Yeah. Oh, poor Charlie. Oh, the BNers too. Oh boy, we'll be all over that poor guy. We should have something
0: that they well, have to do every isn't time. Is not Charlie a BNer? Yeah. They have to yeah, go actually, through each yeah. on over each time you go up and get an award. You have to do the same thing to Charlie. I don't know. What Everybody it is. does. Yeah.
6: It's true. We we'll just we we need to teach Charlie the secret handshake or something. You know.
0: The wiener wag.
6: The wiener wag. Yeah right Just bump wieners with charlie so i think that the uh the banquet's gonna be real exciting this year it's gonna be a lot of fun to see what happens we'll be counting
3: oh, yeah. the medals as they're announced yeah yes, they'll be have their tally sheets going yeah it's It's that close.
6: Yeah, yeah. Squeaky close. So how exciting. So for me, a big congratulations and a thank you to everybody in the Brewing Network Club and everybody who entered your beers under the Brewing Network Club. Um, Congratulations on the great beer. Because this is cool, yeah, and apparently you guys are brewing some great beer. Yes, that's great. 50 or 51 beers, I forget what it is, that made it to the second round. That's great. That's good odds right there, folks. Good odds. So let's see. That's some pride, though. I'm worried that if the BN club doesn't win this year, they'll never have a chance again.
3: What? Right. They'll change the rules?
6: That's what I'm afraid of. I'm the afraid... Rules
3: have already been changed.
6: Well, Pete, you know uh. how it's going to... People are going to bitch. I mean, they are going to bitch about... Uh... You can't blame the BN for that. It's not... They're just... It's the rules. Yeah. It is just the rules. And people who are entering under this club do n- either do not have a local club... Or not interested in their local club. We're their club. But it doesn't matter. You can be as rational as you want. You know that the shit's going to hit the fan if the BN wins. Or oh, yeah. even comes close to winning. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm afraid if we don't win this year, that's it. They're going to make rules that eliminate us from... From the run. Well, they should have
0: club of the year and then internet club of the year. Then split it out.
6: No, it's the internet.
0: Come on, come on. It's, it's not going. I'm just saying. No, no, I it, don't like if that either. They have either. an issue because yeah, we're that's...
6: a club. Just that's like that's like having the Olympics and the Special Olympics. I don't agree with that either. Put us all in one. <laughs> that's true. You know, Usain Bolt and uh, retarded kid running together. <laughs> yes. Caller, you're on the air. What's happening?
3: Yo, Caller. All right, good effort. I know what he's going to say. Uh, I was, I was yeah. Gonna, <laughs> good. Thank he you, was going to say, uh, you know, the, the dynamic here is a little bit different than we understand it, though. We have 51 beers advancing in the BN. Well, people that make the rules don't know that that's actually 51 going right up to 100 next year. They don't know that, see? What do you mean? I don't understand. Well, we're just, this is the BN at a point in time. Oh, I see. Right? A year ago, we wouldn't have had 51 winners. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we weren't that many, you know, people entering under the BN. Right. A year from now, it's going to be even more. It's, it's, so what right. we, if we don't win this year, we'll win next year. But even if, if we win or lose this year, they're not going to have enough uh, – they're not going to take action because they don't know their action to take. I see. Yeah. Okay. Next year is when I don't they're going to like, it's whoa, gonna they're going to win every year. It's going to be more than double, I think, if it's going to yeah. go that direction. Yeah, we're gonna, if we don't win this year, we're going to win next year without even a contest. We'll win it in the first round.
7: Right. And then after that, it won't be a contest anymore anyway, and right. then all the all the air's out of the bowl. Then we'll when say, all it? right. Great. The then, brewing,
3: and I knew this would happen. The BN's going to be
6: responsible for ruining the entire national competition, <laughs> the club competition. The whole thing's going to collapse.
3: Nobody's going to care. We will have control Nobody's of Nobody's going to brew say. anymore. Right. We can do what we want. We
6: we'll ha- it'll end up being that the BN has to c- has to like subdivide and compete against each other
3: state by state. There'll
6: be BN it. West, BN was-
3: Northeast. Every state. You see what I'm we'll saying? We so many. Yeah. We can it by state. It yeah. could and
7: still win. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs>
3: Legitimately,
7: realistically, oh and the winner it, it for
6: 2057, you know, BN <laughs> <Colorado>. Wisconsin, Put in the South Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to yeah. split Wisconsin. Yeah, BN Southeastern other side of the tracks, Wisconsin.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's gonna
6: be a party. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this uh, awards banquet, I'll this tell you right now. be the now.
3: closest one in a long time, is what I'm saying. Yes. It'll be fun. Let's enjoy it. Ever let's again.
6: Be, fun. be a lot of fun. All right. so
3: I just wanted to talk about that a
6: little bit. All right, BNA5 tickets, uh, VIP tickets, are sold out. You can no longer get in at the um, 6 o'clock. Is it 6 o'clock or is it 7 o'clock?
7: Yeah, when, when did that sell
6: out? Sold out a couple weeks ago, actually.
7: Who got the last one?
6: I don't know. I didn't look. It's my mother's department. He does all the shipping, you know. You're looking in your mother's department? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the VIP tickets are sold out, but you can still get general admission tickets through Northern Brewer. Go to northernbrewer.com. They're a little cheaper because we don't feed you the Paxton food, and you don't get the special uh, beers that Chad's working on bringing out for us either. So um, you can still go. Don't worry about it. You just missed that first hour VIP session. That's all. But you still get the shuttle bus action to and from... You're taken care of, so don't worry about it. Go get your tickets at Northern Brewer. Come hang out with us there at BNA5. It's on Wednesday the 16th, right before NHC. we got new merch in the stores. If you haven't looked lately, we have stickers and T-shirts and books. and There's even a Brewing Network app for when the rest of our audio fails. You can listen on your iPhone. <laughs> you <can laughs> go to iTunes store? and search. No, you've got to go to iTunes. iTunes are Nazis. You've know, you got to go through that. Um, did you buy it yet, Doc? Why would I buy this? I don't know. You're supposed Is there another to.
7: button on my, on my iPhone?
6: Yeah. Put it next to your wiener button. Your porn button.
7: <laughs> no, I need the porn button up close to the front.
6: <laughs> all right. Uh, all these announcements and more can be found uh, if you sign up for Twitter, twitter.com slash Brewing Network, or Facebook. Facebook. Uh, just search uh, the Brewing Network. You'll find our fan page there. You can hang out with other like-minded individuals who also enjoy social networking.
7: Wow. Mm-hmm. Who wrote that for you? <laughs>
6: just, just thought of that myself.
5: Huh.
7: Why does your neighbor need safety glasses when he's using a rake?
6: I don't know. Why is he wearing that tie-dye shirt? I,
7: I kind of like that tie-dye shirt. I For know real. you would. But still.
6: <laughs> yeah, my neighbor's a weird guy with his yard.
7: It looks like shit.
6: Exactly. He's out there, he, just, he spends a lot of time on I, it, and it like never he, changes.
7: He looks like he doesn't have a plan nor training.
6: We should just put the webcam on him today. <laughs> you you
7: know should. Just, Let's I'll just it. set it
6: out the window so people can watch this creepy guy. He's a strange bird. Nice enough guy. Are you going to have a bus cam? I should have a bus cam. Well, it's mostly going to be me underneath it I anyway. I drove
7: up, and he's using his mower, and, I, and he's just trashing and I finally quit. I think he broke it.
6: Oh, he did? No.
7: Well, that's why he's using hand did tools he, now.
6: Did he break it uh, before or after he shattered JP's windshield with uh, the rocks he was throwing?
7: I didn't want to get over there because he was he was just <laughs> throwing rocks and stuff, and uh, it didn't hit the H2,
6: thing. He God. spends hours on that yard, yeah. and it never looks any better. He's
7: been raking the same... Two foot section for the last 15 That's minutes. That's what I'm
6: saying. Am I right, Chad? It oh, never yeah. He's changes. He's always out there, yeah.
7: <laughs> Maybe his wife's a little bitchy and he doesn't want to go inside. Maybe his Could backyard's
8: be. really nice. <laughs> yeah. But the front, uh, it takes him a little longer. Right.
6: He's a weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got announcements, Chad? I do. Have some. All right, let's. Uh... Yes, have some. Let's do that. Who is who is bringing you Shats Announcements today? Oh, Shats Announcements are brought to you by White Labs Yeast Company. Right WhiteLabs.com. Join their customer club. They like it when you do that. You get to find out all sorts of uh, things about them through their customer club. And I think you win prizes and stuff, too. You could win, like, uh, sweatshirts, sweatshirts and, and, shirts, and, yep. vials, all sorts, all sorts of stuff. So, Shats Announcements brought to you by White Labs.
8: All right. Well, on the 15th of this month, we have an AHA rally going on at Upland Brewing Company in Indiana. And uh, go out and support the AHA and Upland as as well. Also on the 16th, Northern Brewer and Lakefront Brewery are going to be doing an AHA rally. This one's pretty cool. You actually go out, you get a glass, do all this stuff, which you probably do at the other AHA rallies. But they're going to give away uh, free work. To the first 250 people that RSVP. Wow. So that's pretty cool. And I've heard good things about Lakefront, so uh, go out, support the AHA, pick up some free work. Uh, 17th is the start of American Craft Beer Week. All kinds of stuff going on. Go to AmericanCraftBeerWeek.org. Uh, another AHA rally on the 21st of this month at Allagash up in Portland, Maine. Go out and check those guys out. They're brewing some really great beers. Yeah. Uh, then we have the AHA National Home Brewers Conference coming yeah. up on the 17th. But don't forget about the sixteenth. That is the anniversary party. Come out. Uh, Northern Brewer will be involved, mm-hmm. big time. And it's lot their seventeenth
6: anniversary, and it's our fifth.
8: That's right. Wow, seventeen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else is going on here? Oh, Sam Adams long shot competition. I got to get into this. Uh, entries are being accepted between the seventeenth and twenty eighth of this month. Category twenty three only. Four bottles, no charge.
6: That's the best part. Free,
8: free, free That's for me. Uh, what else is going on? We also have Maui Brewers Festival going on this month, uh, Oregon Homebrew Festival going on this month. Wow. Uh, AHA Club Only Comp is Extract Beers. If you guys are brewing some great extract beers, bring them in your club, let them try them out, send them on. Uh, we also have a couple homebrew events going on as well the Greater Everett Brewers League Hot Madness IPA Bracket Challenge. Oh, bracket <laughs> challenge. And the 2010 Buzz Off. Oh. Taking place in Pennsylvania, so you know, go to our website, check out under events, and you can see all the details for all these Shouldn't different events. Shouldn't that be buzz on? Yeah, buzz on, buzz, buzz, buzz on, and uh, that's all I got.
6: All right, shoutout! Announcements brought to you by White Labs yeast company. Been a sponsor for a long time. Make great yeast. Go check them out at whitelabs. dot com. All right, uh, feedback before the break. We can do that. Why not? Right? Why not? We can.
5: Oh my god! You've
6: got mail. it. Okay. Okay feedback is brought to you today by the 21st amendment craft beer in cans that's right yes. you still got the monk's blood is that still out on the shelves i don't think so i think he's i think he's uh out in cold spring right now doing the bitter american next. oh nice oh i'd like to see it's that your one in cans i love that beer coming up all right Let's see. Hey, gang. Um, Here's a little correction from our uh, attenuation show last week, or something that we keep leaving out, I guess. There seems to be one variable you keep leaving out about the discussion um, discussion of over-attenuation of beers. How about looking at the accuracy of your thermometer? Recently, I was having the same issue, and I was looking at my whole process. I was making clean beers, so I know that it was not an infection. What I found was that my thermometer was reading everything four degrees warmer. And what uh, then? What the temps really were. Uh, so, in, in other words, if his beer, if it was reading 150, it was actually 146. Uh, it wasn't until I purchased a new thermometer, Blickman's, which is a, a nice, accurate thermometer that he likes, uh, and tried to mash four degrees higher, uh, fixed my over attenuation
3: problems. We covered that on the calibration show. We did. I'm not just kidding. No. <laughs> silly. We, yeah, it kind of goes without saying when we say you take a you know temperature reading. Of your mesh it should be an accurate we're, one. We're assuming well, it, you know, are getting an accurate reading. Yeah,
7: a lot of people think that. Uh, oh, I have my, I checked it when it was new. Yeah. Right, it's good, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I check mine quite a bit, but you need to calibrate it against something. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I have a a glass thermometer, a lab thermometer that's accurate at yeah. certain, and they're usually accurate within you know fifty or hundred degrees. Above that, they're not so accurate. Below that, they're not so accurate. So you use that to calibrate it, and you got to do that.
6: Yeah, often. you all should be calibrating on a regular basis. Uh, they don't stay in calibration,
7: yeah. uh, but at least uh, most of them will have a uh, a little little nut on the back that you can ca- recalibrate them. With yeah, the and, on the thermometer. Well,
3: like you know, like on a Ranco controller, like, uh, where I can't, I'll just run on the face of it, plus one, minus one.
7: Yeah.
3: Uh, okay. Oh, that's a good yeah, idea. Because those
7: too. go nuts. I, I looked all over the place to try to recalibrate those, and you
6: can't do it. I see. So you just have to check what it is and then keep updating it. Know your adjustment, yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So there you go. That was from Tom. Thanks for the email. Uh, hey, guys, I just want to send a quick thank you. I just advanced two of my three entries to the second round yeah. of the NHC.
3: Yeah. That's a great percentage.
6: He said, it's my first time entering a national competition, and I'm flabbergasted that I made it through. I want to thank the entire BN for the improvements I've seen in my brewing. Keep up the good work and ass hattery, and suck it, JP.
0: Oh, I'm tired of that,
7: though. You got to mention. Yeah. Jaw hurts.
6: That was from Bart. That's um, my goat's name. Here's another guy. This, I found this one interesting. Uh, I'm putting this out there for other uh, BNers. Uh, I just learned that the NHC will be held in Minneapolis this year. (laughs) Don't bust my balls too badly for catching the info late. I've been making my way through the archives, and I don't catch the live show. Um, In addition to that, I live in Saskatchewan, Canada, so NHC is a bit off the radar. Hey. So he says, my reason for emailing is that a friend and I would love to make the 16 and a half hour drive from our home city to the conference, but we've missed the boat and the full conference packages are sold out. Uh, I don't want to drive that way if I can't get the whole package. So I'm wondering if anyone at the BN knows of someone who needs to part with a couple of passes. Um... If not, do you have any suggestions or ideas of where to look?
7: Uh, I see a lot of people that, you know, when it gets closer to it especially, they they got to bow out for one reason or another. Uh, look on the forum. Ask on the forum. There's several forums out there. Yeah. Um, also, uh, on the, the AHA Homebrew uh, yeah, their daily, uh, e- email thing. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Just put it out there that you want to you buy them. And, and there's some people that are thinking they're not going to make it and stuff. So, If you do it early enough and often enough, you'll probably get uh, a couple of setups. Yeah.
6: Well, and definitely the AHA forum, too. It's getting more active now. It's a new forum over there on their new website. Check that out, like Doc is saying. Certainly our forum is going to have tons of people who have tickets that, you know, may not be able to go at the end. Maybe
7: they bought two sets. uh, You know, they got bought a set, and maybe their significant other can't go or the brew partner can't go. Right. It's not out of the question that you're not going to get uh, a set of tickets for it.
6: All right, so that's from Dave. Dave, uh, go to the forums. You should be able to find something. All right, let's see. Hey, Jay, just curious. With your election to the AHA governing board, can you still call out all the beer podcasts for being douchebags that they are? There are no other beer podcasts. Or do you now have to play (laughs) nice? You know, be a uniter, not a divider. P.S. JP's funny, but he still should suck it. Oh, hey, two mentions, yeah. man. And that's from Brian. I'm full, though. I don't know. Do I have to be a uniter now that I'm on the... Uh, I doubt it. Nope. No, no, that's not part of the you, job. I don't think that any of that comes what? up in the uh, AHA discussions. Can you be impeached? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. You got a
7: two-year stint, right? Yep. Three. First- I think three. Is it?
6: Could be three. Uh, you're stuck. They're stuck with you. Yeah. yeah, they don't have any impeachment procedures. Well, they procedures. don't care. I, they'll let me do whatever I want to do. I think- guess the question is, now that I'm in an office like that, though, am I supposed to be a nice person? And I think I'm generally nice. I'm just honest. That's all. I don't like to say thing. I like things that I don't like. Um, Were there guidelines given to you somehow, <laughs> somewhere? I don't think you so. Know, like how to conduct yourself? There um... are. I'm, there are bylaws. I'm supposed to read them. Oh. I have to get to that. You need somebody, naked chick, reading them to you. Yeah, then I'll pay attention to those guidelines.
7: Otherwise, it's probably not going to get done.
6: See, I like Doc. He learned his learning disabilities early on, and he didn't take them on his disabilities. He just adjusted his study habits. It's It's adaptation. Right. And so, yeah, if I can get some naked broads to read me the AHA bylaws, I'll be a goddamn expert on those things. I'll read them to you naked. (laughs) I said naked broads. No. Not a broad, naked guy. Not broad-shouldered, naked guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's different. I I try to be a uniter, but listen, some people, you know, they're not worthy of uh, unification. Some people need division. Take Iran, for example. Leave them out there. Pave Uh, them over. What? I see, Justin, you scrotum-sucking ball guzzler. Hey, that's you. That's not very uniting, is it? Yeah, but it describes you pretty well. (laughs) You're uniting two balls in your mouth. (laughs) Right. I've just gotten the results from the northeastern uh, North region of the NHC, and I entered two specialty ciders, one of which placed second in the qualifying round. Yeah.
5: Nice.
6: I'd like to personally thank all of you at the BN, especially Jamil. Without the shows like the Mead Show and both ciders, um, I do not believe this medal would be possible. I put the Brewing Network down as my club, too. And JP, you rule. Oh! Uh, that's from Nick in uh, New that's Jersey. My, that's my dad's name. Oh, Where's your it? dad?
7: <laughs> doubt it.
6: More about the NHC hey, results. New Jersey. It's not hell. One listener wrote in, says, I got bored at work or just didn't want to work, whatever, and uh, put, this, uh, put a list together of the results so you can see how everyone was doing. And the BN brought it strong. Um. Leading all clubs with 50 beers. Moving on to the second round. With the East and Midwest regions putting through 19 each. The East and the Midwest. What's wrong with your West Coast contingent? He says only putting 12 through. What's because these fuckers enter under another club? That's the answer to that.
8: Isn't that right, Chad? Well, you know, I wonder if (laughs) uh, homebrew clubs are bigger on the West Coast. It seems like people are more proud... Or the, where we go to the events, you know, their homework club, it's a really important thing to them.
6: It's, well, so and the wonder, truth is, a lot of people who sign up for the BN don't have a local club. Right. You guys have local clubs. Right. So, and it's
8: yeah. really big on the West. So if he's saying, oh, what's going on, on the West Coast, I think it's, you know, people are really proud. Yeah. Not saying they're not back East, but.
6: Yeah. Well, I, I, I really think a big deal, a big part of it is having a local club around. There's, what, yeah. five clubs I, in the I, Bay yeah, Area to choose the, from? And they're pretty
7: close. So, and if yeah. I was someplace where I had to drive 50 miles to hang out with five or ten guys, drink beer, and then drive 50 miles back, semi-hammered, I might not want to do it. Yeah, it's a big commitment. Yeah.
6: So he wanted to uh, give some props, so he said big props to Dave Byer for putting four through. Nice oh, work. Nice. Two gold and two silvers. And to my boy Pete, uh, who is Grubs and Angry Megan, if you guys remember. Uh, they put three through. Wow. All bronze medals there. Uh, One of the three was an IPA on Spanish Cedar. I was able to get my hands on uh, from Joe down at Cigar City, so big thanks to them, too. All right, let's see. Spanish Uh, Cedar. What else do I got here? Another one about the results. Hey, Justin, Jamil, Doc, Tasty, JP, Chad, and even Bevo, first-round results for NHC are in, and the Northeast region really represented for the BN. I count 15 beers advancing for the BN Army, he says, and uh, somehow two of them are mine. Good job, buddy. Sweet. said it's especially cool because the Northeast region had to close registration early uh, because they filled up at at Uh the uh, 750 entries. Uh Um, And this was just his uh, second competition. I got a first place in American ale uh, for a brown ale I entered under the name Pacheco Sneaker.
5: Yeah. Oh, boy, do I hope that one wins.
6: Tough category, though. I have to thank Tasty for the recipe that I based the grist on and helping me with dry hopping tips through the forums. So, there you go, tasty. Props to you. I also got a third place for Spice Herb Vegetable Beer for my Gingerbread Brown. Eagerly awaiting the scores for my other five entries, as I'm proud of all of them. So, thanks to all you guys, especially to book. A large part of my process and knowledge has come from absorbing your archives like a sponge during my commutes. Cheers. Um, Thanks. That's from Sedge. He's a sergeant in the I-95 Highway BN Army Brigade.
8: Oh. Yeah. I-95. Very familiar with that.
6: (laughs) Here's one about JP. Oh, good. I gotta say, J.P. is an inspiration for us all. The tenacity which he exhibited in his quest for BJCP certification was nothing <laughs> short of awesome. Well, you know. He is to be congratulated on a job well done. hoo <laughs> As a result of his Great. success, I too have decided to pursue BJCP certification.
5: Oh, good. Great.
6: I know that it will be a long and arduous task, but I'm more than sure that I'm up for the challenge. In fact, I've already started. I now sleep every night with a copy of the BJCP guidelines lying snugly under my pillow. Osmosis. Uh, You should have tried that, JP. Or reading. Every morning Uh. I can sense the overnight transfer of immense knowledge through the osmotic process. (laughs) Um, Blah, blah, blah. I have, however, decided to forego the actual study of any of the materials. (laughs) After all, I was never all that good at books. Um, Well, Well,
0: it's a pamphlet.
6: While some may think that will put me at a distinct disadvantage, I'm confident in my approach. After all, no matter what I score on the test, I can't do any worse than JP, right?
0: Actually, you can. Because, yeah, he passed. Barely. <laughs> he passed. <laughs> I, too,
6: will finally be recognized. As <laughs> says, kudos to JP, and that's from Namako, who's a sergeant in the BN Army, Japan.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Go for it. Try it. Everyone needs to take the test at least once. Uh, let's see here.
6: Hey, all you know talent hacks and JP,
0: no. long-time podcast yeah. listener
6: and creepy-stalking-you motherfuckers uh, that apparently only likes to watch on TV guy. <laughs> uh, last weekend was the World Beer Festival in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Is that right? Raleigh. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Raleigh? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> Going down the list of breweries my wife and I could pour, for I saw 2-1-A and let out the gayest little squeak I ever, ever did do. <laughs> 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 you know, something you hear out of JP on a daily basis. Oh, that's not nice. I showed up the day of the festival, prepped with my brainwashed 2 a one-liners, and was met by a B&R member who wanted to make sure Sully was to be well-represented. Dresselbrew and I talked for a while. Blah, blah, blah. He poured for two one I think is the end of the story, right? Uh,
0: it's not a very good story.
6: one I poured beer. We poured a lot of it. He poured a uh, four case of watermelon wheat. Uh, all went out in 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> um... There you go. Thirsty. That's Morgan and Rally.
7: Rally. Yeah,
6: that watermelon wheat quenches that. Uh, that Great you fest get, beer, yeah. You know?
7: when it's all hot and humid
3: and sticky, and nasty. I poured a few of those yesterday for them. Oh, you did. They yeah. had you working, huh? Yeah, I was working primarily for Stone, but uh, you did. You were on my break. I want to go see what's going on over there, so I helped out a little bit.
6: Uh, was Sully up there? Speaking? No, no Sully. No.
3: Who was pouring? Gabby and stuff.
6: Uh, Gabby no, and Justine.
3: No, uh, Lloyd and uh, Zambo, Zambo the new brewer, uh, was there too.
6: A uh, column was saying that he had their uh, Double Trouble IPA and, he, and was really liking it. Yeah, is that idea. Zambo's version of the Double Trouble? I believe it is. Right? It is. Yep, Zambo, the new brewer down there. Someone's like, got a brew. I like Zambo's name. <laughs> you want to look at his license? It's not his real name, right? I don't
3: know. We don't know
6: really want enough. To Everyone me.
3: calls him that. What they call him? <laughs> is that
6: a is that, that a question. name in any culture? Like a actual Is that a proper name? And uh, his parents were probably hippies don't know so He's or, or, like... or circus <laughs> is that a proper name in la i'm pretty yeah, yeah, sure probably is <laughs> it really could be Why are Why are big hockey buddy? fans it's just yeah, one name you know? hockey fans oh, yeah. of
0: hockey fans, uh, of hockey fans uh, How about the sharks huh
6: did you guys make it yeah third, third round I mean, baby third, it. Round. It. third round nice good job i did a great job it's about God goddamn time huh yeah
0: i have, yep. an, I have another announcement real quick if you want to hear it all right Nico Brew had their kid this morning at three thirty. Apparently, is that right? Yeah. So congratulations to them. A boy. Yeah. Which good for him.
3: Very good. Yeah.
0: I I don't think I could raise a girl. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, there you go.
3: Why would you have? Why
6: would you have to raise his baby if it was a girl?
0: But you've seen raising Arizona. Be kind of like that. Maybe
7: Nathan. Take
6: it. (laughs) Maybe Nathan needs some (laughs) huggies. I help out baby Nathan. (laughs) That's a good movie. Is that Was that What's his name's Last good movie Yes <laughs> what's, what's that fucker's name Nicolas Cage Yeah is that Nick, Nick Cage's Last good movie Nicholas Raising Cage. Arizona
0: Oh yeah Easily Well Face Off No well, he wasn't in Face Off
6: He was And that uh, was good Actually
0: Wild at Heart Was good But I don't know if.
6: Alright I didn't word. really care What well, you didn't uh, like JP. Con Air Oh Con Air <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Alright Woo yeah. Take all this money And these here huggies That was a segment, huh? That was a segment. I'm going to go have me some 22 point beer from Doc. Yeah. Here at this here break. Only the goods. And then after this here break, we're going to come back and talk about numbers. (laughs) Numbers today. Missing your numbers and mathematical things. Numbers, bad numbers, and everything in between. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
2: This month, More Beer wants to introduce you to Ryan Barto, head of customer service at More Beer.
9: Working at More Beer means a lot to me. There's nothing better than being there, where where everything comes right in a pretty fun job. Here are Ryan's top five more beer innovations he can't brew without. Yeast starters. I like to use a 5,000 milliliter flask. Uh, Of course, you can't do anything without Pro ProMash combined with a a refractometer are always there on brew day. And then of course, the inline thermometer. It's a new product we're releasing this month.
2: All of Ryan's favorites are on sale this month only. Check out Ryan's picks right now at morebeer.com.
9: Boy, my wish for the people that trust me is is just that they make great beer as a result. Uh, I'd love to see everybody making good beer that finishes out. Fermentation is what it really all comes down to.
2: Hurry to morebeer.com for the best innovations and people
0: in homebrewing. Morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew for Your Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans.
9: Because everyone likes it in a can.
0: Tasty Crack Cans.
9: Tasty Crack Cans.
10: Hey, what are you doing, man?
9: Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome.
2: White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs.
9: It's all in the vial. What's up, BN Army? Jake and Mike here from Brewing TV.
0: Brewing TV is homebrew culture in video. Asking the big questions, who and why. We leave the how to the tubby know-it-alls. Check
9: us out at brewingtv.com. The first webisode drops May 7th. Like Crosley's pants in a Louisiana jail cell. BrewingTV. BrewingTV. BrewingTV.
6: BrewingTV. This
10: is www.thebrewingnetwork.com.
6: Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex.
10: You're listening
4: to The Brewing
6: Network. The Brewing Network saving your life one beer at a
5: time
6: so did you guys see that new uh, brewing TV video that that episode their first episode yeah, I, of saw, this I watched
3: it, for it came over
6: what a piece of shit, huh? Another
3: <laughs> shitty...
6: No, I'm kidding. It was actually really great. Good. People I mean, just expect me to not like every other... Uh, I, I really liked it. Uh, we're a sponsor, too, but um, I wouldn't be a sponsor if I didn't think it was good. Jake and... Uh, what's that other dickhead's name? Dawson. That's his name. Uh,
7: Dickhead Dawson. Dickhead
6: Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, you can have that, Dawson. I just gave that to you. <laughs> That's great. Um... It's a really good video. They have good personalities on there, and uh, pretty funny dudes. That Dawson guy actually cracks me up. Uh,
7: Who sent... Somebody sent... Adam sent me that, Uh, and... uh, Did you check it out? uh, I just got my new computer up, and it doesn't have speakers yet, so Uh, I couldn't.
6: It's real good. It's real laid back, um, so it doesn't have too serious a feel. You know, that kind of bothers me when people take this thing too seriously. It doesn't have any of that... they they don't seem to be doing like uh you know real like brewing instruction. They're just kind of hanging out and showing you what other brewers are doing. So the first episode's pretty cool cuz they go to a uh, uh some guy's brew day and then Jake shows you his extract batch he's brewing in his kitchen just cuz he he kind of ran out of time. He had to pick up the kids later, so he just did a quick extract batch and
3: Yeah, they visited uh, Fulton Brewing at the, the Garage Brewery. Uh,
6: yeah, that's right. That's Which what it is was. really
3: interesting cuz it's uh yeah. It's pretty pretty cool what they're doing there.
6: So check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, it's over at uh, BrewingTV.com, and the first episode dropped. I guess they're going to be they're going try to put them out um, every week. A new uh, Putting out every week is a good thing. It's yeah. tough to do. Yeah. You know. Right, JP? I agree. Um,
0: I, I liked it. I thought it was good. <laughs> what? You watched it, right? No. Oh, you didn't watch it the video? Yet. Oh, you didn't? No, I did. Didn't you
6: send me the thing? You sent me a link, too. Like, hey, have you seen this yet? You're
0: not supposed to. What I was saying was, I haven't seen it yet, and you're supposed to cover me by not seeing it, because they're sponsors. We're sponsors. We're, they're
6: sponsors. we're sponsors. They owe us. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm very lost and confused. You, JP's like that with, with news and everything. He just reads the headline and sends it to me like, oh, you, check this out. It's great. <laughs> yeah, did you watch it? No.
0: No. What am I going to do, watch it?
6: I count on you to give you, me the thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's good, though. Go check out Brewing TV. And uh, Did you watch it yet, Chad? I have not. Yeah, check it out. No. It's good stuff. I hope they can put out an episode every week because uh, it really. Uh, in all seriousness, it gets tough. Video editing and all that kind of stuff. Audio editing is tough enough. Putting out, yeah, so. It's tough. Good luck. All right, today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, some brewing numbers and uh, Tasty's going to explain uh you know why you would or would not care about brewing numbers and then a little bit later Doc's going to help us uh, everyone's going to help uh, with some troubleshooting of what happens when you miss your numbers because we've all had that happen some of us more regularly than others. Um, so so Tasty, you know what kind of numbers are we talking about here when I say brewing numbers and and why are they important?
3: Well, you know the, the numbers are really just another way of stating, uh, you know, c- controlling the brewing process to to know you know know what's happening when and why it's happening and what to, and uh, and to um, somehow at some point achieve brewing consistency because you know the, the commercial beers that we've become to know and love I mean that's that's their bread and butter is is the consistency uh, you know homebrewers uh, you know it depends what you're trying to do that may or may not be a, a, a high priority you know for you uh, uh, if you. Don't mind making the same pale ale, you know, every time. Then I guess you can just go ahead and just throw the ingredients in. If you hit a reasonable strike temperature, that's the one you would go with. And but you know, today we're going to talk about you know why it's important to get those numbers and 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 you know hopefully how to get them. Yeah. Now in my and so I'm a big stickler about getting these numbers because it allows me to to adjust recipes and, and move them in the direction that I want. If I didn't uh, have a consistency in the process, i.e., you know. Strike temperatures and and you know efficiency percents and things like that. I wouldn't be able to adjust the recipe and get a result because I'd be you know uh, have a variable process and a constant and a, and I'm tweaking a recipe. I'm just going to get a you know wildly different result.
6: It unpredictable. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Yeah. Right, so yeah, uh, that's why I do it. Now again, I, I'm, I'm also lying for listeners that you know like uh, don't really care about this. I don't want to make their whole brew day a nightmare by you know have them taking ten thousand hydrometer readings and. Taking all the fun out of brewing, please. If you don't really want to get control of your brewing process and just want to have fun making beer, please. We're not just we're not go for it. To, yeah. Just what go if ahead you and, don't, yeah. don't ask us
5: why. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah don't say why well, didn't this
3: come out? Why didn't? Yeah. Sometimes my beer is thin. Sometimes it's thick. What can I do about it? Well, you know. What are you do your numbers? Gotta know what you're doing. Gotta know what you're doing.
6: Well, when I was, you know, when I started and I was extract brewing, and then even even some mini mash brewing. I have a lot. I had a lot less numbers to deal with than, than than we're dealing with now with all grain too. I I I wanted the steep at 170 degrees or something like that, right. and then I had my OG and my FG, and that was it. Right. It's pretty much the only three numbers I dealt with. Those are important. My numbers. whole uh, and they were. I wanted to know what they were. Right. And that was fine for me. Extract brewing. Right. I didn't have mash temperatures to deal with. You Didn't with, have a control but,
3: of a whole lot. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But the best you could do. Okay. So you know, like, the timing of this is pretty relevant because I think in the last few weeks. Uh, you know, hundreds of, of us have gotten the score sheets back with you know, results that maybe were le- less than spectacular, and <laughs> right. and uh, and then those results could be comments like, "Well, I'll do this differently," or "You might have you may have done may not have done that correctly." Well, you know, you got to know if you know your process, you you can see you know, oh, really? Maybe I'll maybe I can adjust my process a little bit in that area, or you can say also say, "Well, that judge ch- doesn't know what he's talking about," but. I mean, it's saying is if you know if you have control over it, then you can change it. If it's just one big variable, uh, you know, up and down kind of thing, uh, there's no place to to you know apply a, an adjustment. Okay.
6: So, what are the most important numbers to you? Without you know describing well, everything, just go down the list of what's most important to you on a, on a brew day, so you can be consistent.
3: Well, the important thing for me is the is to hit the the uh, initial gravity of the beer. Uh, if I want to make a 10.56 beer, I'm going to come up with a recipe that's well suited. For ten fifty six, it's going to have the right hops. It's going to have the, you know, the water is going to be, you know, uh, in an area for that sort of beer. And so I don't want to, you know, at the end of the boil to find out that I've actually made a ten sixty beer and I've only you know have hops for ten fifty six. My mm. beer is going to be a little too sweet for what I was trying to do. So you know, my my uh, goal in life is to uh, is to get the numbers, and so I can basically drive the beer where I want it to go, rather than just you know, hope and wish that it would come out the way the way I want. Okay.
6: So are mash numbers part of this for you? Well, sure, that's yeah.
3: certainly a process. You know, okay. important number. You know, if you are going to get the uh, uh, this maybe not, maybe not as much to as do with the uh, initial gravity, but you know, somewhat. Obviously, you are going to have a different uh, extract efficiency if you don't if, uh, if you don't do you know a reasonable mash. But uh, the total the total uh, fermentable sugar is going to be pretty much the same whether you hit your mash temperature or not, because you are just going to get a different ratio of fermentable and non fermentable sugars, pretty much. Okay, So it's really when you talk about the uh, mash temperature, you're really talking more about the finished beer. That as the day you go to pop pop the first bottle, is it going to be thin or thick? You know, you get, well, it depends on how you, whether you hit your mash temperature or not.
6: I see. So you, it's less involved in, say, your starting gravity right. it's, than it's it is with your... Right, in it's involved
3: but that is not as... But less so, okay. You could,
7: you could mash at 140 and have a 1060 beer. You could mash at 156 and have a 1060 beer. Right. Okay. Uh,
6: but it's what comes out down the road. okay. All right, well, that makes sense to me. Okay, so, but you still, it's another number, though, now, if we're not talking about... yeah, uh, um, oh, you're,
3: you're putting it in stone. Yeah, you've yeah. got to get, yeah, it's a really important number, because everything you're going to do for the next, you know, four hours, I'm, I'm talking about all green, and everything you're going to hope for in the next two weeks is all based on you getting that number correct. So. Right, okay. Yeah. All right.
6: Now what about in terms I want to talk a little bit more about volumes too because so and, and we're going to talk about about troubleshooting um, with, with doc a little bit later but you mentioned you know if you don't hit that 1060 that you're targeting right. and you have to let's say it's too high and you have to add water mm-hmm. right which we'll talk about later but you didn't hop for that so now you're going to have a beer that you've diluted with water you hopped for this 1060 right. volume and now you're adding water to it so things really do get changed. If you have to make these corrections,
3: right? Well, you change the hops. I mean, no. I mean, you really do make corrections. It's yeah. not unreasonable for, for me, for instance, to if I get a pre boil gravity that indicates you know my beer is going to go in a direction, I'll just you know go with the flow, or I'll you know whatever. Change it then. For, like, typically, I don't get this one too often. Usually, I go I'm under, but uh, if I'm over, I will add water. You know, yeah, that exceeds my pre boil volume, like and uh, right. Then I'll just take run run some and throw it away. I end, get it back down to my pre-boil volume. I, right. end, so
7: I end up the other way. I usually end up or, over. Over. Yeah. I'll you know my pre-boil volume is right at my OG. Yeah. I know that by the time I'm done boiling, it's going to be way above. Yeah. Right. And sometimes my boil kettle's right to the top, so I just I'll add as it goes. As it goes, keep, yeah. keep, keep, it, keep it. Keep Keep it. Keep it at, at that volume right. and the, right. the volume and, and, and the gravity. gravity.
6: But in an ideal world. You're able to set your grist and, you know, you, you, you've, you've built the recipe and your you know, when you start the boil, your pre-boil gravity is exactly what you wanted it to be, isn't it? You calculate yeah, it to be in that, that yeah, way. Yeah,
3: okay. generally that's what happens in my beers, but only because I've, you know, taken command of the process.
6: And you know that system so well. Yeah. Now.
3: Okay. Right.
6: All right. Um, and and Shad, are you at a point now where you're doing the same thing? Uh, and I say this, and I don't want to get into troubleshooting yet, but I say this because when I brew on the same system as you, mm-hmm. he, my uh, that pre-boil gravity for me is in, is an elusive and dangerous animal. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's and it's all over the map for me. So I'm either adding, uh, I'm generally adding water. Also, I'm generally over like over, you are. Yeah. Doc. Um, anyhow, are, have you been able to dial in so that you're able to to, to create your recipe mm-hmm. and you use your, um, your your brewing software like Beersmith mm-hmm. and and hit your uh, pre-boiled gravity?
8: I'm pretty much to a point where I start at a, an initial gravity, a pre-boiled gravity. That's always 10 points um, higher or lower than where I want to end up. So for 60 minutes when I add my hops, I know I'm going to pick up 10 points. So yeah. I'm so you're dialed. able to do to Yeah. Do so if well. I hit that number, I know I'm going to go up 10 by that 60 minute boil. Yeah, your, your
7: volume's reducing, so things are getting more concentrated, so your OG starts creeping
8: up. Okay. And even by, you know, watching the boil and all those things. I mean, you can really affect it too, but Yeah. Just getting to that pre-boil gravity. Yeah, I know where my number's going to be and basically what my boil is going to be and I'll get that number.
6: Now, how, how about you, JP? Because you've been brewing on your system for a while, but you brew less than these guys. So, I do uh, are, are you? Is this something that you struggle with too, being able to hit these 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 pre boil numbers? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, oh.
0: it is. Okay, sometimes.
6: All right. So you're not always right on the dot, you no. know, if you're looking for that, uh, you No, know.
0: I'm not, and I don't know why, and, and to be honest, I don't really care why. Okay. Because the, it ends up coming, if I have to add a little DME or, or whatever, I don't really care too much about it. Okay. Because for me, it's uh, relaxing to brew. Right. And I stress out easily enough, as it is with my life, <laughs> that I don't right. need to sit there and go, I don't understand. I think part of it is uh, my system's on a slope a little bit in my garage. Okay. So I think I'm not getting uh, uh, enough uh, draw from the back of the kettle. I see. the mash tun. So the water's kind of channeling.
6: So you feel like you're leaving some sugar behind.
0: I, I, yeah. I, I very much so am. Because the, by the end of the, the, the mash, I'll pull the pin, because it's uh, the tippy dump. Uh, that's uh, trademarked, by the way. <coughs> and uh, tip the <laughs> mash tun forward, and the water will come from like light brown just to dark. And it's like, well, because all the, the, mm-hmm. the wort is left in the corner. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm on a because I'm on a slope, the water's taking the path of least resistance. It's kind of just gravitating towards the, the spigot and not really getting in the corner of the mash tun. Okay. Uh, um, pull a pin,
7: tip it the other way, and put the pin back, and it'll be at the good angle. I do. Oh, I, well. I,
0: I mess with it, and... and it, I hit it most of the time. Yesterday, I hit it just fine. I hit that. I hit that shit. Hit that. So you're a good
6: example, JP, and, and so am I, uh, of the kind of brewer who, um, y- you know, you want the numbers within a range because yes. you certainly want the beer to turn out, you know, uh, the, the style of beer you were trying to make. Yes, but you don't care if it's not identical to the last porter that you brewed, for example. I you know. I care enough to
0: notice and to think about it and go oh, and then uh, I just don't stress out about.
6: Then it. Then you just leave it be after that,
0: I yeah. See. Because uh, because I, I'm a process brewer, uh, I, you know. I kind of I know my process and I'm fine with it, and and uh, the beer is drinkable enough for me. Okay, and uh, that's really what I'm after as a home brewer. I don't need to to really dial it in or obsess over one particular thing and move on to the next. Um, when, yeah. And homebrewing is great because you can do that. Okay. I just like I don't even I still don't even make starters.
6: Okay. You just throw Which in a couple vials, like right? Yeah. yeah. Like four. Oh, you do? Yeah. Into a how many gallon batch are you throwing ten? your four vials into a ten gallon batch? It's a lot of yeast. Yeah. yeah. it's okay. free. What do
0: I care?
7: <laughs> I'll do
6: ten
0: I steal it. What yeah. do I care? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shops yeah. closed late at night, I get the key, open that shit up. But...
7: Now, there's okay. some there's some quick math you can do. You get your pre boil volume, get your pre boiled OG. Okay. And you can Easily, and you know how much you're gonna boil off, or what you got to boil down to. Right, you, there's some quick, easy math you can do to know that you're gonna hit your, your, you know, your final after boil OG. Is this where we refer uh-huh. to
6: how to brew? Because yes. the math is it, it, just it, right it, there. It, it's right there. Exactly. It, it's simple math. We've done these equations math. on the air before, and it just doesn't work <laughs> yeah. out. Just yeah, yeah, open it, up how to brew. And you're right. It's a simple equation that even it's I pretty out. Fifth grade yeah. It's pretty much fifth-grade math. Yeah, Or uh, you I can use something like grade. Beersmith. They, uh, it, yeah. it, it's exactly. also
7: in uh, Ray Daniels' book. Uh, designing great beers. Designing great beers, it's in there, too.
8: Okay. And you bring up a good point of, as far as the volume, too. Pre-boiled volume, you know, getting that right
7: is right. really important. Yes. You, yeah. can, you can over-sparge and come out with
3: way too much or way oh, too much. Oh, yeah. That's f- that's so, uh, what I do is always collect a pre-boiled volume before I take any gravity readings whatsoever because, you know, I have t- uh, two goals. I want to make this beer at this gravity. I want to make yeah. this much beer at this gravity, too. So I'm yes. going for them both. So I might as well get the pre boil volume. Because if I don't, I'm not going to get the uh, post boil yeah. line.
7: And I, I use a measuring stick that uh, I, I've made that's calibrated in my kettle. Yeah. I just put the stick down and how many lines that is, and that's how yeah. many gallons it is. And I know exactly what it's quick, it's yeah. dirty, it's right. down. And, and then I take a quick quick yeah. hydrometer reading, or actually a refractometer reading, and then I know those numbers. Okay. And, and, and it just opens up the window where I'm going to. You got a chance that's to a hit the point. Number.
6: I found, uh, so on our Moorbeer 1550... Um, my measuring stick for for volume and and I know this is going to sound just half ass like most of my stuff but I found it to be the most accurate for me I fill that kettle as much as I possibly can and still have a boil Mm -hmm. and every time I do that I tend to, my numbers tend to be closer, I'm mm-hmm. transferring the right volume. It's like, the it's almost perfect, I guess is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. is that without even having to measure, if I can get a boil going without boiling over, yeah. my volume's perfect on our system. Exactly. But this is just n- knowing the system. You know, whereas in Doc's case, not only does he know his system, but he has a, a measuring stick for his system. Mm-hmm.
3: So, it's knowing that you have an 18-gallon kettle and you really should have a 20. Yeah, exactly.
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably should
3: have a twenty. One thing, I, you know, when I said I hit my numbers, it's not without you know some effort. Sometimes I, I uh, uh, brew outside, right? So you know, outside the ambient's going to be different, the wind's going to be different. So when I, you know, when I hit my pre-ball ball numbers, volume and gravity, I still got a somewhat of a challenge sometimes to get you know to get the boil off that I'm looking for, you know, consistent from batch to batch. So I have to. Right. So I, I, you know, I'll take a uh, a pre-ball at ninety minutes, and then at sixty, I'll take another one. And then I, then I, you know, figure, okay, based on the the variables that I got going today, ambient, wind, you know, daytime, nighttime, that makes a difference. Uh, the level of the propane in my tank makes a difference. Uh, if I Hmm. got a big full tank, got a lot more propane pressure, uh, have a much, much bigger, uh, boil. Wow, good point. Uh, so, so that's, that second at 60 gives me, that lets me project. You know whether it's going to be a normal type of a uh, boil or not, then I can you know deal with it a little bit. Sometimes I'll because uh, at sixty, of course, I add my first hops. That's where I have a chance to extend the pre-boil. You know, the, instead of doing a, a, a ninety, I'll do a hundred if I'm still my gravity's going to be a little high at the end. Right. I can make an adjustment there. Uh I can even if I you know have some sense that uh, I could go the other way. I could take some gravity readings. You know, during that thirty minutes where I'm getting getting to the sixty-minute hop. Okay, I've uh done things uh, I might kind of mentioned this on the show before where. If I'm get, and I'll take another reading of ten minutes to see, did it you know, all work out? Uh, is this going to work out? Yeah. I, you know, by then I know exactly what I'm going to get in the next ten. And then if I think I, I want to boil longer, I'll just take because I use hop sacks. I'll grab the six minute hops, just take them out. Oh, I see. And then ten minutes, I'll put them back in with a ten minute hops. Got it. And then
5: just oh, that's it. a
6: good point because then you're not adding on to the boil time of that bittering hops.
3: Exactly. I'm just making it the same.
6: That's a good case for using sacks. You know, yeah, to be able just your, pull them right out of there. Yeah, it really, it really is. Uh, uh, now, what are you using for these uh, gravity measurements uh, as, as the boil goes? Well,
3: I uh, I was using a refractometer, but I kind of got away from. It. I, I replaced it with an electronic one, mm-hmm. which I still don't trust yet. Right, so I, I've been to the actual hydrometer uh, readings. Which now, how do you do that? Because it's it's boiling. Well, I have. I just take a uh, like a metal, uh, stainless steel, little small stainless steel pot. Uh, it's actually a dog dish. Uh, you know, I don't use it for the dog. <laughs> right. but, uh, Surprise it's, you it's, don't. It's, well, maybe I do. I should be careful with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I take, you know, enough to fill a hydrometer jar put, and, put, and put that in like a little bath of, uh, not ice, but ice packs, you know, so I could oh, okay. use them over again. All right. It chills down in about two minutes. Of course, I'm making note of what time I took it out because I want to know what it was, you know, two minutes ago. Yeah. Take, and I just put it in my hydrometer. read it. And I wasn't putting it in my electronic one and comparing the two. I'm sort of...
8: To try to dial it right. in. Right.
3: Really. I'm getting more confidence in it. But sometimes it, like, acts weird. i got to figure out what I might be doing to make it not be consistent. Yeah. Evening, so.
6: Because I'm using a refractometer all the time, yeah. but I get worried. I worry about the heat. You know, I know that they say that they are, they adjust for that. Yeah. but I've heard not, that, no. that it's tough that they they're not real accurate at adjusting for that kind of heat. Yeah, I just I take a,
7: a reading. I, I I take a little sample. I put it on the hydrometer. I leave it open. Yeah, I, the, Not the hydrometer. The, uh, the, refract- the refractometer. And I put it on on the glass. It's just a thin layer, and I blow across it till I, get, I think it's pretty cool. And it it's not that much liquid that it doesn't take a very long to cool down, and okay. then, then I'll read it. But yeah. you just don't be dipping the, the refractometer in there. No, right. Right. you're going to mess
3: up the ATC in there. Okay, yeah.
7: all
6: right. and I've are done that. Yeah, <laughs>
8: that's why I have another one.
6: Oh, we've gone through what five? Oh yeah, Five <laughs> refractometers <laughs> I, <laughs> I gave right? you one too. Well, there's a co- actually a couple quick tips now that since we're on it. Um, yeah, so dipping it in the boil kettle not a good idea. And doing the snap where you where you fling you are flinging the plastic lid closed. No. Don't do that. No. I know it's easy to do, but don't do it because that thing shatters. Also, yeah. both the plastic and the, the and
7: get the bubbles out of it. Don't let it be frothy mm-hmm. and no chunks.
6: Okay, so nice, smooth, and uh, yeah. Okay. I take a uh, I take my spoon. Just take the spoon and yeah. pour it onto it. Yeah. You know, dip it in the kettle, pour it onto it, and then like you say, Doc, I'll, I will leave it out for a minute uh, yeah. to to kind of cool off. It'll go cool up. All right. And what do you use, JP, to, to measure? Are you using a refractometer also? Refractometer, yeah. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. I just find it the easiest way, although I do think, like Tasty's saying, I, I do find the hydrometer to be more accurate, just m- more of a pain in the ass to use with, with hot work.
7: And if you know. you're using, you know, if you're making five gallons, every time you take a hydrometer reading, it's got to be a big hunk of beer out of there. Mm. Yeah, you know, Depending on how much you've got to use
6: in, in there. Listen to Doc, frugal like me with that beer. Oh, I,
7: I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna hear people.
3: Oh, but I don't want to waste that much beer every time I'm right. taking a hydrometer well, yeah. reading. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, I've already wasted the beer. I've already bought extra grain to make twelve gallons for a ten gallon batch. I got. You,
6: know, <laughs> you got. T- you got. I just have to, to take a little bit
3: more out of the fermenter when I rack out, is to make up for those hydrometers. Yeah. Right.
6: Right. Okay. All right. What other numbers um, are important to us? Because uh, we've we've got our we've really been discussing gravity. And, Are we just
7: uh, talking about wort? We're we talking about IBU numbers, which we alluded to it before uh, when you brought up volume. Right. If you got to dilute it and you got to get, uh, you're, you're at a, you want a 1060 beer and you're, you get know, 1058. Right. Or, or, the or, the, or the other way around, and you got to dilute it. Then uh, you then, you then just, you're too bitter. You, well, you no, you're not bitter. To get, well, either way, but. Um, Let's say we wanted a ten fifty five beer and we got a ten sixty beer. Okay. We gotta dilute it. To
5: so get go it ahead down and dilute to it, and it side, and just, yeah.
7: Cool, now I got my ten fifty five beer and you throw the same amount of hops in there, you're not gonna have the same IP. No, you're beers, making
3: right? uh, an extra gallon of beer now or something like yeah. that. So you yeah, need yeah. so you hops.
7: gotta take that into consideration too, what your finished beer is gonna be, how okay. many gallons, and then how much of the hops. Even if you leave a bunch in the kettle. You know your fermenter is only going to take so much and then you got to leave some in the kettle and you know I'm trying to hit the numbers I don't care if I leave some in the kettle if I fill the fermenters as full as I can get them
6: okay
3: yeah if I have to add water I just add water and then I just take that much off and you know I add water to get to the oh, the right. pre bowl gravity I want and of course if my my volume's too big I just run and throw some some of that away yeah, yeah. Get back to my pre volume but you got to leave yeah. the hops the same yeah and you're going to change things
6: okay a little yeah. bit now, correct me if I'm wrong. To calculate IBUs, you guys are all using brewing software, right? Because this is a more oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A more complex equation, and, and it really it doesn't make sense not to use software, in my opinion. J- just think Quaker. about
7: it. If the recipe says half an ounce of hops in six gallons, that doesn't mean half an ounce of hops in six and a half gallons, right? So you got you got to. You got to know your you gotta, volume. You got to know yeah. the volume numbers as as well as you know, the IBU numbers. So okay. just just compensate a little bit. Just don't expect it to be the same beer if you don't compensate.
6: Okay. All right, and then of course uh, you know fermentation temperature is another number, and, and that's it's probably better discussed in our fermentation shows. But it's something just to pay attention to, and I think that everyone could agree that whether you're interested in numbers or or, or really being consistent with your beer or not. The temperature of your fermentation is probably the most important number that you're going to face uh, to have good beer, um, whether it's going to be consistent or not. Yep. So you really all should be uh, monitoring and adjusting the temperature of your fermentation. And um, we've been we've gone on ad nauseum about that on the, on our shows. So um, and then of course you end up with your your final gravities, right? Which uh, we did talk about attenuation last week. You can tune into that one if you want to hear about getting proper attenuation. Um, and different techniques to do so. And when we get into the troubleshooting, then Doc will talk to us a bit about what we can do if we screwed that up. Um, which would be what would be an example? We wanted to get down to ten ten, and we ended up at ten twenty. Yeah,
7: something like that. <laughs> so, uh, which is a big or, or, you know, That you can almost live with, but uh, we hit, you know you end up at ten twenty eight, something like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, some troubleshooting stuff for that, but yeah, you know, when you're down at ten, 6, you know, five, six, seven points high. It's more recognizing what it was and fixing it on the next beer. You're, you're, there's no use in making a pitch and throwing it in there and expecting to get down with that. It, it's probably not going to happen, and we'll discuss
8: that quite a bit. And going yeah. the other way, too. I mean, over-attenuating. You know, I've had that issue from Yeah, time to but time.
7: It's most, and most of the complaints I see out there are under. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's finished too sweet. Why did it happen? It always happens to me. Yeah. And there's a lot of different reasons. Got, i got a lot of things to discuss about that later.
6: Okay, great. Uh, we're we're going to go to break. Before we do, a quick question came through from Doc, Tom from Raleigh. Uh, what is Doc's measuring stick made of, and um, how do you mark it? Uh, I used a, a
7: copper pipe, half-inch copper pipe. I plugged both ends uh, with the uh, the, the end, end cap. I used a... a a pipe cutting, pipe cutter. Yeah, the, with the little the with the wheel on it. Yeah, and I would I, I put a gallon in the in the bucket in the in the kettle, and put it down there wherever it was wet, and and then I used the pipe cutter to score a line on it. Okay. Then uh, I did that all the way up every in every gallon, there, and then on the five gallon. Uh, and what I ended up doing was I I used some enamel paint, and I painted a little the line white for every gallon. Red for every five, and then white, 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 white
6: red, all the way up. Okay, uh, and that's saw- what he was really wondering about: is what would what will stick around in the in the heat and the acid? Uh, or it's, whatever. It's, so. it's, a, it's a half inch copper pipe. Okay, straight copper pipe, and that paint has stuck around. Oh huh? yeah. I don't, I don't not, leave it in I'm, there to boil,
7: but yeah, it goes in there and it's I'm not
6: it, drinking any lead in this beer you gave me here. I don't think so.
7: <laughs> but no, it's. It, but you it, didn't it, say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's only, it's only a th- small line on okay. there and it's easy to see. Right. And I, I basically I just, I, I count as I'm putting it in there. I'll go five, 10, 15, 20, 21, two, three, and it comes right back out again. Okay. And a lot of times, whatever's dripping off the end of that goes onto my refractometer and then I. Throw it in the sink and then I let that cool and I take a reading.
8: Got it. What about heat expansion in your kettle? Do you t- take that in consideration? Not, like not, a four percent jump? Not really. Or, is that anything we have to worry about? Would you say? Would you take your measurement with cold water? I mean, you can't when you're sparging. You can't. But okay, it, there's really no difference. We should be.
7: Uh, I try not to measure things. Put things back in the in on the cold side.
8: Okay.
7: Uh, I don't give. It's still boiling. I don't really care about it. But I'm not going to. Yeah. I, I don't I don't care so much about that. I can tell where it's gonna be,
6: uh, and isn't it that if we're consistent, then it doesn't matter so in other words, yeah. every measurement is going to be four percent off or whatever the heat expansion is Chad so' it's always a little I've just here. always been told when we've done these shows I've had a lot of people write in and say you know what man you're 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 really worried about all this stuff as long as you're doing it the, you're using the same measurement yeah. every time, mm-hmm. yeah. then you're probably okay if you
3: want twelve gallons of hot water at the end, then you can you know measure seventeen and a half or twelve. Hot twelve gallons to pre boil gravity. So right, right. As long as you're using it the same, yeah. So, so the, as long as I'm not using
6: right. my measuring stick in Doc's kettle, it's yeah, going yeah. to be, it's going to be fine. Exactly. Even if it's the same kettle,
7: yeah. almost, you know, the same. You, you really need to calibrate it yourself. Yeah. Also, be a little bit. Uh, you, I use an immersion chiller too, uh, and if you put the immersion chiller in there, the, the volume's going to go up. It's, yeah, is <laughs> the height of the volume. So take that in consideration too.
6: Don't you use an immersion chiller and two counter-flow chillers after that? Yeah. Because <laughs> he can. Well, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I want to get it from... How cold is it when it gets to the... Uh, 50. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And an ice bath, too, well, right? It's, it's
7: twenty. usually about 23 gallons, 24 gallons. Right. Yeah, it, it goes pretty quick. But I, I want to get it... I want it to be whirlpooling. Yeah. And I want it to be uh, chilled down from boiling down to below one... Forty one thirty, no, okay. quick, right. And once it's down to there, then I run it through the counter flows, and into in right into the uh, the fermenters because I, I don't like the way the the conicals cool the wort down. Why is it too it's, slow it's for it's slow. you? It's okay. Too slow for me. I want it to go in there pretty close. You want to cool in? Yeah. I, wanna, I want I want to be in you there as cool as I wait. can. Yeah.
6: Now. How far down did you, didn't you just do an ice bath with your plate chiller this last time, last mm. couple of times you brewed, Chad? Mm-hmm. And how cold were you able to transfer it to our for our, our, Con- our Moorbeer Connors? Well,
8: I basically wasn't trying to get it to a, st- I was trying to get it to a certain temp, like 65. Yeah. So I wasn't really shooting for 50. I probably could have got it down to 50. Oh, okay. But it, it was quick. It yeah. was like a quick it's, transfer it's, at 65. Yeah. It's, it's nice. easy to
6: get it
7: down to like that. 75. Real easy to get yeah. down to 70. Down to 65 is pretty easy. Getting down to 50 is tough. Especially when I've got... Twenty-two gallons, not five gallons. Going yeah, there. yeah. I'm more worried about speed. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I, I'm tired by the end of that time, Rudy. I want to get it in there.
6: <laughs> yeah, okay.
7: And I've got. I usually got to switch from one conical to the other, so I've got to sit there and watch it. Otherwise, it'll too much in one and not enough in the other. Oh
6: uh, yeah, yeah. Just makes, makes too sense. much beer. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll start talking about troubleshooting some of these numbers when you miss your gravities and your fermentation and all that. So uh, hang in there. It's the session. Talking numbers. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
10: Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to BrewMastersWarehouse.com and click on BrewBuilder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the BrewMasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. BrewMasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it. With great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out
1: brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zaleshef and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamel. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash Network, or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The How to Homebrew Beer Magazine.
2: And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time 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 Brewers. Brewers! brewers three different eras all caught in the same fermento chronological vortex traveling through time writing brewing wrongs and bringing beery wisdom to where and whenever it may be needed journey now with dr jean de clerc greetings listeners 20th century belgian super brewing scientist
1: please please the
0: east and the enzymes to the hard work I am merely a facilitator. Ice
1: What, what?
2: 21st century Norwegian American homebrewer rapper from St. Paul.
6: Listen, listen,
1: I bust attenuation maximums and my
6: Yakima magnums. Make my luck so smooth it's like a laxative. My spit got that static power after I mash for an hour.
1: I got naked ladies in my brew room all covered in hot flowers. I swing a propagation flask like a five-liter dick. Get your nasty mid drinking group on us back to 1026, Boo.
2: And Brother Abelard. Art thou a witch? Be gone. Twelfth-century English monk and perpetuator of brewing superstition.
10: My holy rod of divine bubbling shall maketh any ale to froth by the grace of heaven. And a modicum of bog-myrtle hurts not either. Brought to you by Northern Brewer,
2: your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, and equipment with $7.99 flat rate shipping. Tune in next time for more
5: Time Brewers!
10: You what's what fuel? feel like. Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah!
2: <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face.
10: <laughs> Can't get any
11: better than this, baby. <gasps>
2: it's the Brewing Network.
6: You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah! All right, ladies, welcome back to the program, talking about uh, brewing numbers, and about to get into our troubleshooting segment here, so we can wrap up the topic, and uh, you know, this is the uh, meat and potatoes here, uh, when you get into your brew day, and, and, stu- and stuff goes wrong, what do we do, right? Um, <laughs> so where do you want to start, DOC? Uh, ask me some questions, like, why, this happened to my beer, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, so one of the biggest uh, 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 problems uh, is is hitting this um, uh, um, pre boil gravity. All right, a lot of people seem to be having trouble, and, and by a lot of people, I mean me. Um, pre boil gravity, like I said, is is a difficult thing for me to hit because I, I now i punch punching all the numbers into my beersmith and uh, you know I've, I seem to have my grist right, I seem to have everything right, but invariably I am overshooting my pre boil gravity. Okay,
7: go into your. Brewing. If you're if you're using software, yeah. and you're consistently doing that. Just go change a number in there, and that's your efficiency. Okay. If you're if you're at seventy percent efficiency, crank it up to seventy five and see what happens. But I'll bet that that'll adjust your brewing. Okay. If you're doing everything else right, um, that's the easiest way to do it because that's you're adjusting it for your system. Okay. That's why they. That's why you can play with that number. Got it. Uh, if you're at already at 75 or 80 and you're still overshooting, shoot it, put it up at 83, 84 and see what happens. Okay. Uh, it's not so much the number, but it, it's whatever works for your system. And you want that pre-boiled uh, volume and you want the pre boil gravity. And the next number you, you got to really know is how much you're going to boil off in your hour or your hour and a half or whatever you're going to do. If you're going to boil off a gallon or a gallon and a half, you need to know that. Okay. And that can be adjusted usually in the system too. If, it's, if you're not using any of that, you need to know that number. Okay. And that's where the easy math comes in. If you know that in an hour you're going to boil off a gallon, you're going to have a gallon less. And then, so you take your pre boil volume, you pre boil um, OG, and you divide it by uh, whatever other number you want. You want to know what the gallons are going to be at your selected. Uh, OG, mm-hmm. finishing gravity, or I mean your fin- your um, pre uh, your post boil gravity. Yeah, then you you can use all those numbers, and I'm not going to get into them because they're all in How to Brew. It's it's How to Brew. It's in Jan- Daniel's. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And the brewing
3: software has a, a variable you can set. Yeah, but what is your boil off rate?
7: Right. And yeah, because if you're using software, you need to go and do that. If you're not using software, then just do the simple math. Right. Okay. So you don't need to have one. Oh, of the you
3: could e- measure it. I mean, you just say, okay, I started with this volume, when mm-hmm. I made my batch. When I was done, I had this volume. You can calculate what your ball off rate so is. So volume one times
7: gravity one yeah. equals volume two times gravity two. Right. So one of them's going to in the in the second the left hand, uh, right hand of the equation is going to be an X. Okay. Okay. Divide by the other one, and you,
6: you'll be fine. Uh, what part of the equa- equation says, ask Chad? <laughs> that's because every equation I seem to work with, it says, ask Chad. Ask Chad. Yeah. We, you're we
5: doing know,
7: algebra at that point with oh, the numbers and shit. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's just algebra. Because
6: when I get there, yeah. I just
7: go, oh, hey, Chad. Are you smarter than a fifth grade, Chad?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a
6: good BN t shirt. <laughs> um, but uh, okay. Now, so, what if I adjust those numbers in my software? And uh, let's assume I have it dialed in. I'm, uh, you know, I've I, I've got it dialed in. Oh, I still overshoot. Um, are, you, I,
7: are you consistent on how much you overshoot?
3: Well, I don't know. That's a good well, question. Actually, is, uh, you,
7: I think so. Actually, I think I am fairly I, if you consistent. Calm on how down. Much I are I you always five points over?
3: Yeah. Okay. So. Well, relative to the gravity size. I yeah. mean, if You know, it could be ten points over on a big beer and two yeah. points over on a yeah. small beer. But, but same problem. Yeah.
6: Okay. On your average pale ale-ish. You're then I know to adjust the efficiency. Yeah, yeah just adjust the efficiency. I, okay.
7: That's the first place to go. Okay. Because you're, you're, it's your system doing it to you not you. Okay. It's probably not your process. If you're consistent, always on, yeah. you know, always over it, it, then it's not your process. It's, it's your system. And you just haven't dialed your system in knowing that your system is more efficient than that recipe you got. Most recipes are are calibrated to be about seventy percent, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So if your system's a real good system and you your gra- your uh, you, your uh, grist is ground finer maybe or whatever, but it's consistent, you're gonna uh, you're gonna end up with the same numbers
6: all the time. Okay. So so what if I got all that right and I still overshoot? What are the things I can do? if I've overshot my, my pre-boiled gravity, so now I know that my, my post boil gravity is going to be way too high, what do I do?
7: Okay, so let's say your pre-boiled ga- gravity is way too high, mm-hmm. and you got plenty of room in your kettle. Dump water in. Keep dumping water in until you get to your, the pre boil ga- volume that you were supposed to have in the first place. Okay. Then you and start. this is
6: pre-hopping, too, yes. isn't it? This yeah. is before I've touched any hops. This is
7: before you touched any hops. Now yeah. you've just... Dumped it up, and yeah. now, now you're at at the number of pre-boil that you need.
6: Okay. So, so simple enough that which way. It's
7: pretty simple enough. But now you got you got to have a bigger volume, because you got to still boil off a gallon and a half, but you just put another gallon and a half in there. So you got to have a gallon and a half more of beer. Yeah. So you've got to have a more dilute beer. The, the numbers are going to be the same, but your hops, you put the hops and you're going to need to adjust up the hops, or more hop time in there. To so get more efficiency out of the hops, it's mostly the bittering hops. Okay, all right, all right. So I can add some water. I uh, adjust yeah, accordingly. Yeah, just add water. If you if you don't have any water, if you don't have enough room in your boil kettle, like you and I like to do, we, it's to the top. Yeah, uh, you boil some off, you add some in, you boil some off, you add some in, so until you get get and, and you just keep. You have to keep taking readings at that point.
6: Got it. It makes for a long brew day.
7: I guess it does. Yeah. A little stressful.
6: Yeah, but you get your number right that way. Get
7: your number right. Get your number okay. right.
6: All right. I like to get my number right. Yeah. That's, that's your number, baby. All right. What if I'm? Uh, what if I'm low? Uh, what if I'm supposed to? What if my pre boil is supposed to be 1050 and it's actually 1040?
7: Okay. Then you got to. Then you start doing the math again. Then you got to decide how much do you have to boil off or boil down to to get that number. Okay. Uh, that's one way of doing it. The other one is. is uh, you can add in fermentables. That's where you, ha- you keep that spare pound of uh, uh,
6: extract around, like a dry malt extract, right. or or liquid, right?
7: Would yeah, not matter? Either
5: or,
3: or uh, sugar, if you have to do it that way. Depending on the beer, you're getting into another option, which would be to change the recipe, and make a different beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm making a mild. you now be making a Belgian pale now or something instead of a, you know, mm-hmm. a quad or something. Or okay.
7: if you're doing a sky shady. Now you're doing a Scottish 60. Yeah.
6: Now that's a good solution. I like that solution. Just change the whole game plan. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I, maybe I don't have the ingredients. Maybe I didn't. I, I, I used up my DME the last time I fucked it up. So now I'm just going to uh, change my recipe or, or change it, my beer.
7: And so then you just you know quick get out the recipe book, Jamil's recipe book, and you see what's the difference in in that one than this one. And it, it, the grist is about the same, and it's just the gravity is different. Mm-hmm. Check to see what the uh, IBUs are and adjust that accordingly. Okay. So, you haven't ruined your brew day at all right so we're just there's a few ways to adjust to it you either make a different beer uh if you want to you really want to make this same beer you can either add fermentables to it you can boil longer to make everything more more uh concentrated mm-hmm. issues with that is you're going to make more caramelized sugars okay uh by boiling longer and it's going to make more unfermentable stuff and you get a smaller knockout you don't get your 10 gallons you yeah get. No, you got, you, you're going to get a smaller knockout, right. yeah. But and you're going to get probably a higher finishing gravity than you really thought you were going to get.
6: You okay. Get,
7: the more you caramelize the sugars, they're not going to be fermentable anymore.
6: Oh, I see. Oh, that's good to know.
7: So just, it just changes the ratios in there. So yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll change the taste of the beer some by a longer boil.
6: And leaving some residual sweetness right. in that beer. So,
7: yeah. So you're going you're to you're change more variables that way by boiling longer. Okay. Taste-wise, mostly, but...
6: Okay. Now, one still, thing I wanted to... Still not to, a failure yet. Okay. Oh, good to know. No, Thank no, you. not a Thanks, failure. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, your mom never said that. I Wait until he was to call true. him a failure. You are a failure. So one thing I wanted to uh, just mention about taking these these readings, these gravity readings in your, in your pre-boil is... So you've transferred. Um, you, 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 you've, you've done your sparge, You've transferred all your work. You've got your volume right. Don't take your gravity reading right away. No, definitely. Bring not. it to a boil and or stir the crap out of it because I've got. I've taken a lot of readings fi- about five minutes apart, and boy, are they different.
7: Yeah, didn't I just get an email from somebody about that? Um, Generally, when you're sparging, you're going to get most of the fermentables. You're going to get two-thirds of the fermentables in the first half. Okay. So most of them come across, and then start thinning out and thinning out. Uh, You'd think it all mixes in there, but it really doesn't. Uh, it stratifies. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's Think of sugar as being sticky and nasty, and that's what it's mm-hmm. going to be. And, and If you ever try to uh, dissolve sugar in water, you can see that swirling around in there because it's, it's it's not mixed up. As well as you think it is. Okay. So like you're you're quite to the point. Uh, get it boiling. Get it stirred. Let it let it actually dissolve all the way in.
6: All right. Yeah, because you're scooping off that thinner top layer. Yeah. And you might think that you're really low. And I've I've done this where I thought I was real low. Add a DME. Sure enough, man. Ten minutes later. Oh shit. You're am way, I high? You're I was, way. You're I was way, real high. You're really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was real high. Probably. Uh, yeah.
7: Because the the it. it the molecules, spread, yeah, the, and the molecules spread out because hotter near the top.
6: Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So, yeah, just wanted to make sure that when you you know, if you are going to be focusing on these numbers, that you're taking your measurements the right way and and at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, get that stuff going. Okay, um, so I think we've adjusted our pre-boil vo- uh, gravity now, um, so that we should land at at our at our target um, OG at the end of boil. Right. 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 Um, that's where we should be, anyway. If you,
7: if you know your system well. If you know how much boils off in X amount of time.
6: Yeah. Okay. So, so what if I didn't? What if I want my target OG... Let's say it's 1051. What if I'm just a couple of points high? What if I'm 1053? Do I add water at the end of the boil? After I've hopped it, I've done everything. Can I? Do I put water in that? You can. You Is can. it going to dilute my hop ratio and things like that?
3: Well, you got a different utilization because it was, you know... The, the hop to sugar ratio, if you will, was was a certain way. So yeah, you're you've already sort of cast the die. That's why the pre ball is so important. Well, what would you do if you're two points off? If it I was just, ten
6: fifty three, would you leave it alone? I would just go with
3: that. Baby. You would I, go with. Oh yeah. It. I, yeah. I'm, to me, the mistake is 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 to be made at, at the pre ball gravity. That's where you. That's what you do. Yeah. 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 Now of course I'm more cautious. I'll take a ten you know ten minute. To to flame out, uh, gravity reading, and I make adjustments there sometimes too. You
7: can always yeah boil longer, boil less, yeah. add more in whatever right. you need to do.
3: Okay, um. but I think if I'm consistent, and usually I am. The pre boil pretty much establishes everything. Once I hit that, then I really sometimes I don't I don't even take any other readings because you know because I know going to be within a point or two. Of what yeah, I'm looking for.
6: I, well, and I've experienced that t- that too, and I'm not as careful as Tasty, but I will say, just if you've never taken a pre-boil gravity or or done it this way, I will say that once I do dial in that, I I pretty much hit my OG. It's hard to screw it up from that point.
7: Yeah, once you get it in, I'll 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 end up with yeah, let's say it's ten fifty beer, and I want a ten fifty five beer. Yeah, I get pre boiled volume, pre-boil uh, gravity. It's a ten fifty. I know that I need to boil it down to. This many gallons, and I know it. I know by doing the math, it's going to be at my ten fifty five. Right, right. So pre boil. If you're really worried about the the post boil, the pre boil, were to find it out to begin with. Okay, especially with something like you're doing, when you end up with it already
6: way too high. Right, boiling is just going to make it go up. Right, and this is a tough part. If you don't have enough volume to add more water. Right. It's uh, becomes a little difficult. If you're
7: really a stickler on it, and you just you've got your heart set on making that beer, you're gonna you drain it out, add some water at that point because mm-hmm. you're gonna make the same volume in there. <laughs> um, you, you're gonna you know waste some gravity points, but you're still get the same amount of beer at whatever gravity you're gonna have. Right. You don't cry over a spillboard.
5: Okay. I
6: won't. I have to train myself not to do that.
7: Well, you, you know, just take some out, throw it away if you have to, add water back yeah, in, or- and, and and that's your pre-boil. Okay. Uh, don't don't worry about it. It just means you added an extra pound of grain too much. Think of it that way. All Not right. that you're throwing away beer.
6: Right. And it's cheap. Yeah. and
7: uh, if you don't care uh, and you just want to roll with it, yeah. Just, just make your beer that's three points higher. And don't hang worry. out with
6: JP. Don't worry about
3: it. There's put a few more hops in. Put yeah. a few
7: put a few more hops in. Don't worry about it. Okay. You're gonna get even if you put hops in like Tasty's doing you're taking a ten minute uh before flame out. You throw some hops in there, you're going to get IBUs out of it. You might have to throw extra ones in there because it doesn't have the conversion, but you're still
6: going to get the isoacids. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. So let's assume now we've got our gravities dialed in. I have now transferred a wort that I'm proud of uh, with the proper original gravity to a fermenter. And I pitch some yeast, and I ferment the way I'm supposed to, with the proper pitch and at the right temperature. And I don't get down to that 10, 12 I was hoping for. Okay. What do I do? Uh, where where where'd you get to? Well, that, that
7: that's a that's a factor here.
6: Yeah. Okay. What, what do you say?
7: You got to 10, 14. You just made beer.
6: Drink it. Good
7: enough. A couple of po- I you, probably you're,
6: won't you're, even taste the difference. Will if I? you're at
7: 10, 16 instead of 10, 12. Drink it. <laughs> okay. You, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna shave five points off by spending ten bucks more on yeast.
6: Okay. All right. But if, if I was going for ten twelve and I landed at ten twenty,
7: yeah, uh, ten twenty two something like that. That's none. That's pretty much an undrinkable beer. Yeah. You don't know what you get. So, uh, you can blend it. That's one way of dealing with it. If you if you you just don't want to deal with trying to get it started again. But you can always brew a really weak beer and blend it. Okay. Really dry beer and blend it. So it's not so necessary. It'll still be a good beer if you did it right, but it's going to be too sweet. You don't want to deal with that. How are you going to deal with it? Well, we can try the repitching method. You can try the, the rousing the yeast method, mm-hmm. raising the temperature thing. Uh, I've always had mixed results with all that. Uh, if it's at ten thirty or something, then then you got a better chance of getting it rolling again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're getting closer to what it should have been, and you're five, six, seven, eight points high, then it's It's, it, it, it's something else. Okay, it's not other things. And there's there's uh, a few things. It could be just your yeast strain that you used. Maybe it flocculates out too fast. Okay. Uh, it could be the amount of yeast you use. Not enough. Uh, not enough uh, in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that have to do with the yeast. If you're an extract brewer, there's things you can't control, like the fermenti- fermentability of things. Like, uh, is it Laglender? That's notoriously unfermentable. Is that a brand? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but so, it, just like us making our wort, we, we, if we mash it at a low temperature or high temperature, we're going to make it more or less fermentable. Okay. And you're just using whatever you get. And, uh,. They've, the, they've done the mash for me they've done the mash for you so they kind of control that so it might not be anything you did all right and it, it, it's kind of stuck wherever it is i mentioned earlier about uh, caramelizing sugars by too long of a boil too hot of a boil too concentrated of a boil yeah, especially if you're an extract brewer and you're, you're brewing a two and a half gallon uh wort boil mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, diluting after that uh Thick, thick sugars like that are going to caramelize a lot faster. Okay. And you're going to get stuff that's unfermented, more unfermented, which you're going to make them that way by burning up the sugars. Right. So uh, with that one, an easy way to deal with that is put in about a third of your extract, boil it until the last 10 or 15 minutes, and then put the rest of it in there. Okay.
6: Uh, you get you get a lot better uh, extract beer out of that one. Um, Can I just serve it at 1020 and say that JP brewed it? Is that a solution? Oh, yeah. It'd be pretty believable. At <laughs> what did I brew? <laughs> this shitty 1020 beer. That's what oh, you brewed. Oh, fuck
0: that, dude. Actually, I'll drink the hell of that thing. Brew it up. <laughs> Let's do it. You got all
6: yeah. the way down to 1020? Just put, yeah. the, put that on your list when you're at your next sure. club meeting. Just say, oh, JP sent me this beer.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and you you all have carte blanche to say if you t- make a shitty beer, just say it's mine. it's <laughs> yeah, JP brewed shit. it. He we'll, sent it to we'll me. We'll put it Whatever. in the competition. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just show you my BJCP card. Oh!
7: Recognize. Recognize. I don't know whatever. Yeah. So, you know, incomplete uh fermentation could be uh you know, we we can break it down into a few things. Uh wort production, um your process which which includes uh fermentation temperature, uh things like that mostly. Okay. Uh and then then yeast, dealing with the yeast. The yeast is a big one. Yeah. So let, let's deal with the wort production which we've been doing mostly. Uh it has to do with making fermentables or unfermentables. Maybe you uh, did too much, uh, or you mashed at too high of a temperature, and you didn't know it. Okay. And we alluded to that before. Your thermometer was off. Your thermometer's off. you got to calibrate these thermometers. Uh, four or five degrees matters.
6: So if I mash too high, four or five degrees, what happens?
7: Uh, you get uh, a lot of unfermentable, long, longer chain sugars, so you're going to get a... a Thicker, more mouthfeel beer, but it's not going to ferment down. Okay. So if you want something that's going to ferment down to 10 10 or 10 and 9, you're not going to get that. You're going to get up in the 10 16, 17, 17 area. Will. And there's nothing you can do to fix that. Okay. Uh, you've, you've, it, it is what it is. They can only eat so much stuff. Right. Uh, it, with with all the yeast right, all doing all the yeast and stuff right. If everything else is right, it, uh, but yeah. it is what it is. Uh, so y- you really got to make sure that all your equipment's where it is um, when you're fermenting. That's the more processed stuff when you're fermenting, it and you ferment real hot. Uh, the yeast rip, rip rip through it, but they also die off real fast. Okay, so you're kind of kill off the yeast real quick. Yeah. And they don't ferment all the way out. That's not such a big problem, but it can happen. Um, so we went through the wart, Some of the process stuff. Uh, let's let's look into the process stuff, like with O2 oxygenating and things that bleeds over into yeast.
6: Yeah, yeast health.
7: Yeast health. So you know we, we talked about strain. Some strains are more flocculent than others. That means they'll just. They'll drop out a solution after a while. Yeah. And they don't, maybe don't finish out. Uh, so take a good look at, at what kind of yeast strain you're using. Okay.
6: Do you uh, guys have an example of high flocculating yeast? Because you know, sometimes you use it intentionally, right? Yeah. So what is the English, English one?
7: But, English uh, ale from. Uh, yep. English is good for doing that one, especially if you're uh, used to using cow cal- ale for a, most of your stuff and you say, I'm going to make a British beer and. Yeah. Throws a monkey ranch into the whole thing. Okay, and it makes What's it really mon- clear. What's monkey ranch? Monkey ranch. <laughs> uh, is
0: that like ranch yeah. dressing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
6: It's Monkey semen. Yeah. Ew. That was the joke, wasn't it? That they I just was make, obvious about it. They
0: make from monkey.
6: <laughs> monkey. Ah, uh, so and is is Cal Ale a a less flocculating yeah. yeast than yeah. English? Okay.
7: It it's a strong fermenter. Okay. Uh, it's it, so it'll stick around and try to keep going, to chew as much as it can through the wart. Um, so, uh, you've got the big thing with, with yeast, uh, and we're trying to, we tell everybody to do starters, things like that. Uh, a couple of things about starters. You don't want to make a huge starter, and I've talked to a few people about making- Too much yeast, you mean? Three gallon starters. If you're you're making 10 or 15 gallons of lager, you're going to need a big starter, but you can't. Make a three-gallon starter and throw one vial in it, and call that a starter. Okay, you gotta you gotta step them up. You gotta go five hundred milliliters to a 2,000 milliliters to five thousand milliliters, and then up. Okay, you, you, the yeast know what is in the neighborhood, right? Uh, and if you ask, you know, too many, too few yeast to uh, replicate too many times. Uh, they'll do things like uh, they'll mutate they'll die they, they don't have very strong cell walls a lot of stuff like that so they don't end up like inbreds. stress like in exactly end up like inbreds. they have claw hands yeah you know
6: <laughs> and they yeah. talk like jp like
7: from west virginia right. so
6: get <laughs> <Give> me <Tomorrow>. get <laughs> right, me yeah. i yeah so, a so mr malty.com is a is by right. the way just a perfect resource for uh, figuring out your yeah your, these, so just just going
7: from uh, a vial to a huge starter is not a good way to go. All right. it makes them replicate too many times. Okay, uh, you need to step, keep stepping them up. You want to keep your uh, starters at uh, you know between ten thirty and ten forty. Uh, you don't want to have a really big starter, ten sixty starter. That puts too much stress on them. Okay, stressed yeast aren't good. They don't perform like you want them to. Uh, if you put them into a very concentrated solution, that, that's what we're talking about osmotic pressure. Yeah, too much osmotic pressure and it stresses the yeast. Okay, uh, we should talk about uh, they, they. They have a growth phase, which you, you really need to take into consideration. That's do they called- get stretch marks? Yes, they actually they do. Mm. And then they their their <laughs> cell scars. their cell membranes don't work very well. They're not as permeable, and they don't work well about bringing things across the cell membrane into the cell to to do this the yeasty things, and then put them back through the cell wall and into the wort. Okay. Uh, so the, the lag phase or the growth phase, you really got to take into consideration. So they need oxygen. Uh, it goes round and round about, do you use air, do you use oxygen, whatever. Uh, one of the big things about oxygen, straight oxygen, is it's, it's toxic to them, but that's in pretty high volumes. Okay. As home brewers, it's tough for us to get that much into solution. All at once. All right. Uh, when you're putting it in there with a stone and it's bubbling out the top, it's not going in solution. It's coming out the top. So one of the ways I like to do that, I do step infusion of oxygen. I'll do two minutes or so, a minute and a half, two minutes, and then I'll let it go six or seven hours. And then I'll, if it's not fermenting, I'll do it again. And then six or seven hours later, if it's not going, I'll do it again. Okay. Most of it is, does not stay in the solution. It does not stay in and it, it'll. Filter if the oxy, if the yeast doesn't use the oxygen, then it will just kind of diffuse out of the solution. Okay, so you need to put it back in there. And as long as they've got oxygen, it's the only time that they're going to replicate is when they have oxygen. All right. So you need to have that in there. If you give it to them all at once, it can be toxic. If you give it to them a little bit at a time, uh, they like they can use it a lot better. Okay. Um, you need to have you need that because they can build sterols, so they can. Uh, uh, Build better, better uh, cell walls. If they don't have good cell walls, they're not going to be able to deal with the maltose or the maltotriose, which are the the bigger fermentable sugars. They're one, and two, and three uh, glucose molecules bigger. Okay. But they, they, they don't pass through the cell walls very easily, and they'll stay in solution. So you're going to get that higher gravity, and you're going to get a sweeter beer out of it. It's all because you didn't treat the yeast right and make their cell walls happy. Okay. Uh, so as they, they'll replicate, but if they don't replicate with, with good, strong cell walls, it's not going to work across that one. So um, if you get into, in, you know, incomplete multiplication, you're going to get, you know, it, nutrients have a lot to do with it. People think that, oh, I've read, too, that uh, oh, all the nutrients they need is in the wort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you really got to add stuff to them. Uh, you, you add some yeast nutrient. There's several of them out there.
6: Uh, what do you use, and, and where do you do it?
7: I I use Fermi-K, and I use uh, Servomyces. Okay. The big thing about cervomyces is it's got a lot of zinc in it. Zinc is a big key factor uh, for uh, the minerals that they're going to need.
6: Are you putting those in
7: your starter, or I in your put, I, or? I put them in both. I put a little bit in the starter, Yeah. just because I, I want them to replicate really well. And that's, yeah. that's the reason why I'm putting it in there because I want them to to replicate. When I put them in the wart, they're going to know that they need a lot more of their buddies around because it's a lot more volume and more sugar. So that's when they they clicks on that they need to
6: replicate. Okay. So I I, I make sure I have it in there too. Chad, where do you? Uh, I know you put it in the starter. What do you put in the starter? Uh, starter? Ferment K. Ferment K. Yep. And then Just what do pinch. you? And then you put something in the boil too, don't you? Cervomyces. Okay. Yep. Just at the end of the boil, you Ten open minutes, the little yeah. pill and. Yep throw yeah, it in you, there you
7: want to sanitize you want it to go in
6: you do want it okay yeah so uh, do it at the end of the boil all right
7: uh, don't throw the capsule in it doesn't really dissolve it just
6: floats around so. yeah i did that once yeah. actually well because i just I think thought, we've all well, done why that. would they give it to me in a capsule if i can't throw it in there i think we've all done that yeah so. it does <laughs> just float around <laughs> and i ended up scooping it back
7: out and yeah just float just felt up, like a open dumbass it, open it up it and the come out <laughs> yeah. um all right you can have issues with old cells if you've got an old yeast it's past its expiration date I don't throw it away but uh, it just there's less viable cells in there you just need to step up the starter better with that one and it'll still work it's not like they're contaminated or anything there's just just less viable cells per volume in there so I've got some platinum strains that I'll still use that are around and I keep them cold keep them in good condition
6: but definitely step them up don't definitely step them up proof (laughs) the yeast in that
7: situation
6: Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay
7: Uh, so we've got a lot of that things um again i talked about initial cell count being too small uh they once once you put them into a certain concentration and volume of wort they know how much they're going to have to replicate they can only replicate so many times they have a finite amount of that be- before they start to mutate and do weird things so you need to put that's why we're talking always about putting some significant amount of yeast into the solution. Right. If you put too little in there, I mean really under pitch, you're going to have problems with it. They're just not going to be able to do it. They're going to butt off and they're going to have bad cell walls.
6: They'll be tired and and They're going to be tired and and there might not be
7: enough of them Mm -hmm. that you might think there would be. Okay. They're only going to replicate so many times. They're not going to replicate up to the point where you you need to. Okay. So you've got that. Um, Some of the effects of that one... uh, you know, like I talked about the yeast in uh, the maltose. Uh, if they can't deal with the maltose to the, to the cell membrane, you're gonna get a sweet beer. Yeah. Uh, they also they don't clean up their byproducts very well when they're not healthy. Dirty bastards. So you're gonna get you know the acetaldehyde, the, the diacetyl, and DMSO. Okay. So you get off flavors also with that kind of thing. Not not to mention just. Uh, under attenuated
6: beer just because they're not healthy enough to go back and eat that yeah okay
7: yeah they're just that's not what they're they're wanting to do okay so you've got a lot of things that that can be and most of it has to do with yeast health and, and handling that so you've got a lot of things: pitching the most yeast you can yeah uh, and stepping it up to get the most yeast don't just go from small vial to a huge starter step it up a couple times um most most people when they do a starter generally only can wake up the wake them up. They don't replicate them either. Right. So, so you, you could think about that ahead of time.
6: Okay. Do you uh, aerate your starter also? Uh, I have a stir plate, so, that, so you that's you don't need it.
7: I don't need to. But okay. I, before I had a stir plate, yes, I did. Then you did. Okay. I would aerate it a couple of times and get that moving up. Okay. Um what else do I got here?
6: So a lot of this, by the way, is uh, preventative. Uh, yeah. Rather than, you know, you're stuck with it now, what do you do? Right. Just so you guys know, you know,
7: if we, if we wanna go do it some, right
6: the some, first time.
7: you are going to go back to trying to fix something that's that. We're talking about, you know, if
6: you're... Well, it's okay. Like four, I mean, I'd rather four, teach people to fish well, than... Yeah, if you're
7: four or five points high, you're not going to fix that. Maybe even ten points high, you're not going to fix that. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a 1035 beer that's stuck there... Yeah, uh, something something went wrong with that. And you if can, you're
6: that far off, you can pitch again, right? You
7: can pitch again. Pitch, yeah, pitch. You don't need to pitch a huge starter, but something a, a yeast that's really up and running. Mm-hmm. Put it on there. Okay. Stir it up. Maybe uh, you're, you're going to get enough oxygen pouring that in there, probably. So you'll be all right.
6: All right. Okay. Well, it sounds like we've given you guys enough techniques to uh, take a look at your numbers and know what you need to do. Uh, first of all, in order to get them right the first time, and second of all, if you end up a little off, a couple of techniques to uh, to, to adjust yeah. to So, um, all is not lost. Right, and all is never lost. I have some numbers in front of me here, or some questions in front of me here, Gippo. Yes, you do. Uh, how much difference? Jingo's in the is in the chat room. He wants to know how much difference does a degree on the hydrometer make? Is that like one to two uh, percent alcohol by volume? So, in other words, the difference between say ten, thirteen, and ten, fourteen in ABV, what is that? Is that a one? Is that that's not even a percent, no. is it? No, just a little bit. Yeah, it, it,
7: it's yeah. Usually percent, maybe. Okay, it's not right. much. If you think if you're going from a ten fifty to a ten ten, and you're getting a five percent beer,
6: it's so it's a, maybe like it's point one percent. Or percent or yeah, half, okay, got it. All right. Um Just, I would well, when, you think, when you think when you're
7: thinking about under, under under attenuated beers think more instead of alcohol think more of taste. Uh think oh it's too sweet rather than and and, and the bitterness doesn't balance well with it. So instead of how much alcohol that I get in it. And I, I can make you some alcohol bombs that tastes like shit but it could, it'll get your uh redneck party going. <laughs>
6: My redneck party? Yeah. I am in Pacheco.
0: Yeah, don't ever forget it,
6: by the way. I don't. All right, film lab rat is in the chat. Lab rat. Lab rat. Lab rat. If you fermented with your favorite liquid yeast but need to get your final gravity down and you add a little dry yeast to the last few for those last few points,
0: add a little bit.
6: Will it have a significant effect on the flavor? A little bit. I don't I'm think you'll get the gravity down. I really don't. You don't? No. Okay. I
5: think
7: I think you're you're stuck with whatever the fermentability of your... Yeah.
6: Um, Unless it's like a champagne yeast or something, <clears throat> right? right. Mm, champagne.
7: Maybe. That eats everything there. That's, yeah, uh, that, that, starts yeah. eat, that starts eating things. You're so you don't about, want we're to talking about, You're talking about wine yeast. It's got to start uh, eating things that maybe the... Uh, eat them shits. The beer yeast doesn't. Okay. Uh, but, Beer yeast is pretty much beer yeast. Uh, if you want to get into, uh, but it'll eat your unfermentable sugars. Too, right. So it, mm-hmm. it, it will uh, if you want to get in, you know, throw in some Brettanomyces or something. That's going to eat things that you don't want. That yeah. eat, they eat things that the uh Servomyces doesn't. The, yeah, and the
5: dextrins. Yeah. And.
7: It and so you're, you're getting a whole different beer out of it. Okay. Better better than the next time. If he wants a drier beer, uh, cut out about ten percent of his uh, extract and and use sugar. You'll have the same starting gravity, but the makeup of the gravity is different, and it'll dry it out. Got it. It's yep. much better that way. Okay. Uh, I just want to dispel a myth of, we always talk about drying out your beer with sugar. That doesn't mean adding more sugar on top of everything else you have. It means cutting out your fermentables from your wort, so the grain or the extract, and adding that back with sugar. So you have to
6: substitute,
7: not just add it's a on. substitute, okay. not, not adding into. Okay. All right. So to dry your beer out with, with sugar means to substitute some of your fermentables, not add to your
6: fermentables. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. 888 401 beer's to number. I'm going to make Chad do some call screening here in the next segment if you guys have any other questions. We're going to get to our mini topic when we come back. If you do have numbers questions, then by all means send them in. Uh JP is in the chat room Hi. with you there. Just That's hit me. the uh hit the chat now button. I'm a JP. Yeah this right? Am I playing the wrong audio? No, it's right. All I don't right. Know. Sounds wrong. Hit the chat now button or call 888 401beer. We'll be back to wrap things up. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The
10: Brewcasters on The Brewing Net.
4: Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way downtown joe's located in the historic oberon building in beautiful downtown napa california offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8:30 a.m to 1 a.m every day for 15 years at the corner of second and main downtown joe's has been voted best night spot seven times and best brew pub for the last four years in a row Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's Handcrafted Ales, like his Tail Wagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Members Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownchose.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer Food and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home.
2: There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer. Apps for finding a pint of beer. Apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer. And now, there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal. The most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal. All the brewing software you need, right in your pocket. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier.
6: Wait, till you can pour it out of your own kegerator? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe.
1: And it's, it's just hot. It is. It's so super
6: hot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the home of large beer radio.
10: Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck You're listening to The Session
6: Keeping the ass out of Brewcast This is the
5: Brewing Network
6: Oh. Oh Oh Almost a little throw up there at the end of it Let me see it let me see it. Yeah. It's called a burp. Yeah. Oh. A little vomit, a little burp. Yeah. Just at the end. Just a little carbonation at the end of it. That's all.
7: Oh, don't you love it when, the, when all the carbonation comes <laughs> up
6: in your mouth? <laughs> it's a little carbonated burp. That's all. Got a foam burp. All right. Um, so here's what we're going to do. So, Chad, if we, you might have to sit at that one over there to take phone calls, I guess, or just bring the phone in front of you. Um, 888-401-BEER. Just a couple little segments left here, and then we're going to... We're gonna hit the road. Yeah, sure. The volunteers are, are tired after Boonville. We're revolting. I'm
7: not Boozeville.
6: Tasty and Chad have gone to Boozville. <clears throat> Jipper is coming down with the plague. Right, yeah. Doc's healthy. Doc's ready to go. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it He's broadcast Rick. till ten. Fuck it Fuck out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Doc should keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss your number, you're fucked. All right. Yeah, that's yeah there, the there you, you go. Show?
6: That's right. I I thought every question would just be like, yeah, just ask Chad. What do I do if this happens? You ask Chad. What if I get it wrong? You have Chad do it. I like that. Those are my answers, anyway. All right, so just real quick, we're going to go through our mini-topic for you today. We try to cover these each week uh, for you now so that we can just cover, you know, one extra topic in brief uh, not not a, in the at length like we do the other ones just kind of cover some of the basics uh, of a couple of things and something that came up last week um, that I had asked each of the brewcasters about that I thought we could just elaborate for a couple of minutes on is water to grist ratio um, for you all grain brewers out there and um, by the way w- you know I, I I do promise you extract brewers that will we'll get to your topics again too um, it just they tend to be um, there tend to be less of them, uh, so uh, that's why they all remain so uh, prevalent. Plus, it's just more fun. Um, so water-to-grist ratio is something to think about based on. When we were talking about it a little bit last week, we, we talked about how uh, the water-to-grist ratio might change based on the style of beer that you're brewing, and um, it might change based on your system, and it certainly might change based on the size of the beer that you're brewing. Like a high gravity beer, so those are just a couple of things that I that I wanted to cover. Um, so when you have a higher uh, water to to grist ratio, um, you 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 obviously then have a thinner mash. You've got more water um, along along with the grist. If you have a a lower water to grist ratio, you have a thicker mash. All right, those are the two things. But what I want to know is what that means. I mean, that's the obvious thing. You know, I can stick my hand in there like a dumbass because it's real hot and see how yeah. thick it is. Uh, but um, what does it really mean to me? So, um, what does a thin mash, uh, uh, what does that equal, I guess is what I'm asking. What, how does it affect my beer?
8: Well, essentially, I mean, the enzymes, when they go to work in the mash tun, they do a lot better when they're in closer proximity, is what I understand it as being. So, when they're kind of, you know, away from each other, you don't have that same enzyme activity happening. Okay. So, you're have... less potent. Exactly. That's my understanding. The doc g- slower be more scientific. Yeah, it, it's slower. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Slower. But you
7: also got to remember that uh, as you're mashing, you're killing enzymes. Uh, you're denaturing them. So if you have 100% of the enzymes at the beginning, pretty soon you have 80%, 70%, all the way down. and uh, You can have less efficiency as, as you're killing off the, all the enzymes. Uh, so if they're in close proximity, like Chad was saying, they're going to be more efficient faster. Okay. Uh, so you, you you're gonna have so you don't want it to be too thin because yeah they're gonna be swimming the the, the enzymes be swimming around looking for
6: things to and that's tiring enzyme let's face it yeah that's tiring I and, can't even and, swim and then you gotta,
7: you're, so you're probably get a less fermentable mash out of it
6: okay all right so less fermentable if I've gone if I've gone too thin um. So the other way around it, of course, is you could end up very thick. And now this happens, uh, let's say I want to brew a, a barley wine, and um, I'm on a five-gallon system, for example, or even with our 10-gallon 1550, it could become an issue. If our mash ton isn't large enough to hold, uh, or is barely large enough to hold all the grain, I need to produce this high-gravity wort. So now I have a really thick mash. i got a low water-to-grist ratio. Well, what effect does that have? Does it matter? Um and let me just point out that one problem I've had with a with a low water to grist ratio is getting my my volume, is being able to run off the 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 right volume. So, um, but what else can I expect out of a a, a low water to grist ratio? A thick mash.
7: Uh, um, well the the thin let's let's go back to the thin mash all right uh, <laughs> let's do that just to uh, contrast it yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's do well, that let's, 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 it, it's going it, to it might give you more fermentables actually because uh the enzymes get get inhibited by concentration okay uh but they also got to work harder at looking looking for what's out there all right so, so longer
3: so, longer mash uh, yeah. Hopefully there'll still be some enzymes left at, at the end of that long. Right. Period.
7: So and and got to also got to remember that this is probably the least significant influence on your mash than all the other stuff. Okay. So don't don't put that in front of anything else.
6: Don't dwell on it. Okay. Don't
7: dwell on it. It's your mash pH. Uh, mash temp. Uh, mash temp. All those are going to be much more okay. Yeah. M- much more influential on this this whole thing.
6: All right. Uh, okay, so so a light so a, a thinner mash could end up okay as long as I give it the amount of time it need those enzymes need to to find the fermentables to do to do the activity it needs to to create fermentables and I can have a more fermentable wort with a right. thin mash. Uh, yeah. Thick mash, what's the opposite? What's the, the thick other?
7: mash, uh, you're going to get uh, uh, possibly you know faster breakdown, uh, but you're also going to get uh, you know faster conversion, but you're also going to probably get. Uh, more of a ratio of less fermentable sugars end up in a sweeter, uh, maltier kind of beer.
6: Okay. So, so sometimes you want to, and now this is where you guys say that you will adjust your water to grist ratio according to style. Sometimes,
7: yeah. If I'm in the middle, uh, for, for most people, first starting to mash or to brew, uh, you, maybe you've been doing all grain for a little while, and you want to you want to do something really big, uh, barley wine, something like that. But your mash tun just not going to cut it, and yeah. you, you got it stacked to the top with about two drops of water
6: in it. Right, it's like porridge. Right, so
7: you got porridge. So th- that's when it's going to come into
6: issues with this kind of thing. Okay, is it going to hurt? I mean, can I do it? Sure.
7: Okay, but you could probably get it, end up with a thicker, maltier beer than you and, you would have normally thought. That's
3: something you touched on. You're going to have to sparge more, which you could, you might tend to over sparge or something like that too, since you're going to cut on the sparge water to give you your volume, not your uh, right, your liquor in your uh, in your mash tun.
6: So this might be one of those cases where I'm going to have to add some DME instead of trying to cram everything into my mash tun.
3: Well, you strike the balance you have to strike. I mean, if that gives you the better tasting beer. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah then that's what you'd do. Uh, there's, there's different things you
7: can do with that. Uh, you can do a double mash.
3: Yeah, mash twice.
7: You mash twice. Uh, you can do what they, what they call it when you uh, re- reuse the. Batch barge or no, no, when you reuse uh, oh, the uh, your. Party Guile? Oh. No. Uh, reuse this
3: late runnings so as strike water for the next one? Yeah. Mash? You, yeah you, you, you use your runoff uh, as your Brilson. strike water.
7: Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. For, for a new mash. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that it's been thought of many times before we've even been around
5: how to yeah. get
6: more out of it. Right. So. Uh, what do you call it when you reuse your roommate's
8: girlfriend? What's that called?
5: That's Friend party disease. Gal, I think. It's called uh-huh. friendship. <laughs> it's called party
6: being guy. a bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't
8: no fun if my homies can't have none.
6: <laughs> yes. Now, Jip, do you change your water to grist ratio, or are you consistent every time you brew? I don't even know what that means. Yes, you do. I don't. Water to grain no, ratio? I uh, no, I keep you, it. I you keep, keep it, it one point one all all the time, no matter time. what you're brewing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, this is just stuff I want to understand because uh, I like to keep it the same too. But it's it's just always out there. To uh, people talk about using different ratios, and uh, it seems to be one of these points that is hotly debated. I, well, and n- not a whole lot of answers.
7: Well, we thought about. We told you it's probably the least parameter that you got to worry about. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, it, it comes more into factor when you have to do it. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a real thick mash because that's all that's going to fit in your mash time. Gotcha. Uh, if you have to do it for other reasons, or if you just blow it and you put in way too much uh, strike water, most people heat their heat their water in their mash tun and then dump the grain in, and then you have way too much water or way too thin of a mash. Uh, that might affect it a little bit too. Okay, and that that's mostly when it comes up. If you want to start manipulating it. Uh, make sure you got all the other things in line. Uh, you, you got a handle on your pH. You got a handle on uh, everything. Uh, your temperature,
6: everything. All right, good enough for me. Chad, who's on the phone? Whitebeard Brewer. Whitebeard, what's happening, brother? Hey, brother, what's going on? Not much. How are you? Got, not
12: much. Hey, I got a question for the fellas. It might be tasty. Kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but um, let's say I'm shooting for a, a ten. Well, first off, let's say my name is Wood.
5: Yeah,
12: <laughs> Cause yeah. Because he's a pussy, and we can call in. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, let's say I'm shooting for a ten sixty-five post boil uh, gravity. Okay, and I hit ten sixty. Is it, what? What is the magic number of pounds of DME to raise it one point or five points or or uh-huh. is there a set time? Like Casey said earlier, you know, boil ten minutes at. longer. How many how
7: many gallons do you have? Uh we'll say ten. Okay, ten ten's fairly easy. So uh that's gonna give you about ten thirty six, I think. Uh per 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 pound per gallon. So you wanna raise
6: it about five. I'm
7: trying to do the math
6: here. He is doing the math. See, by the way, this is why all these equations are in How to Brew. You can actually do this. It'll tell you how many pounds of of DME to add per gallon of water, right? Right. Per point.
7: Yeah. So if you added 10 pounds, you'd get uh, 36 more points. Got it. Per gallon. Okay. So uh, about 3.6. I'm trying to do this in my head, and I've been drinking, so. Uh, you're doing better
0: than me already. Combination. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's a good thing you were drinking on the math show. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. I, I, what happens not is me. I don't use do any math. I just uh, when you start I get out the DME and oh. uh,
7: you can you can eyeball
3: Look at the my yeah. what my gravity is, what I want it to be. Look at the huh, It's Quite a bit of liquid there. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll like use half as much as I think I need, and sure, enough, and I'll stir that in really well. Yeah, and I'm probably at boil at this point. Oh, you, you can do the math. And I will take another measurement, and I just kind of sneak up on it rather than do a lot of math. Okay. Okay. Doc Doc's still and Casey
12: had mentioned right? before that you know boil it ten minutes longer. You yeah. know, is, is, does he have some magic formula he uses to boil off five more points?
3: Well, that uh, that formula you can calculate because that's what exactly what you're doing. I mean, the difference what you've done so far to that point is in bowling off po- yeah. points. If you know what right. you, what your measurement is, you can you can predict what you're going to do in ten minutes. So
7: I figure about a pound and a quarter.
3: Okay,
7: you're going okay. to get three point six. If you put in one pound and ten gallons, you're going to get three point six points. So, pound and a half. There you go. Okay. Something like that. But okay.
6: you can do this math because it is in the how to it, brew. It, and it, Tasty's saying right. if you've calculated what your your boil-off rate is already, then you can calculate how much longer it takes to boil to get down your extra five points.
3: Okay, so, cool. Just try taking that ten-minute reading a few times, and pretty soon you'll, you'll know what, what ten means in terms of uh, at zero. See, I agree. I know it sounds
6: like it's not science, but I agree with Tasty on this. You tend to just start to it, – it's very consistent. Ten minutes of boiling is the same in your system every time. So you start to know when you've screwed this up a couple of times how long you have to boil. That's all.
8: If Brewer intuition.
6: Because you bet yeah, your ass I'm not <laughs> pulling out some equation like Doc well, just did. Well,
7: if if you do this at the pre-boil, yeah. as soon as you've done sparging, then and, you're good and, to you, go. and you got an hour to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. When so I you when could, I brewed
3: at Russian River, we uh, they took the pre-boil and uh, yeah. they didn't think we were going to hit our number. Thought we were going to be a little bit low, so they just boiled more vigorously. They they. Turn the steam dial, the steam valve, up just a little bit higher. Got it. And because they we, knew, I think we even did a little bit uh, uh, longer, uh, a bit longer boil before we added the hops too. Just to, okay, they, they did that for you when I was. I was consulted, but they were taking care of that. <laughs> right,
6: they knew the system.
3: Yeah. They know their system. So, I but didn't.
7: if you're at the ten, last ten minutes. Uh, it's better to do the tasty method, and you put in about half of what you need, take another reading, yeah. and, and then and then titrate it up. It's, it's a lot less stressful that way.
3: Okay. Yeah, if you run off and start doing calculations, if, if you got and an you hour, have ten minutes
7: to... Right. to yeah. Yeah. If you've got an hour, you're fine. If you've yeah. got ten minutes, don't yeah. worry about it.
6: Right. Yeah, understood. All right, how's that, Whitebeard? That works for me. Thanks, brother. I hope it works for wood. <laughs> later. <laughs> All right, there you go, Whitebeard Brewer, 888-401-BEER, if you want to call in. And that uh, was our mini-topic today, the uh, Water de Gris, so thank you for all that, and uh, thank you for your questions about the the numbers, too. And uh, thanks to JP. Yeah. What would I do? Nothing. Oh,
0: good! Just if for, you need me to keep doing Just nothing, for
6: being you. Let
0: me know. You want to see my wiener? Nope.
6: Oh. <laughs> no, thanks for not showing me your wiener is actually probably what I meant. Thank you for that one. So, all right. Yeah. Um, so we're almost done here. I, let me let me check uh, what other business I have left to do. I did want to tell you, you know, as we're covering all these numbers and uh, these calculations that we're talking about, you know, we mentioned a couple times during the program that brewing software is really the easiest way to calculate a lot of it, and, and it is your friend. Uh, go over to Beersmith.com, and Beersmith's what I've been using now uh, my last couple of brews. I, I use it every time. You can get a two week free trial over there if you go to Beersmith.com. So why wouldn't you try it out? I mean, screw it. Mess around with it. And if you you're used to using another brewing software what I did was um, uh, I had the luxury of having roommates with laptops Uh, so I had Beersmith on my laptop and I had my old brewing software on Chad's laptop and I was able to kind of corroborate my numbers because you get kind of nervous you want to get it right you don't want to mess up your brew because you're using something new just like using any other new part of your brew system so with me I was able to kind of uh, corroborate the numbers put it together and now uh, I dig using Beersmith so go get your free trial go to Beersmith Smith.com. It, uh, it's it's pretty robust with all of its feature set. It's got a great interface. Um, you can you can keep stock of your ingredients. If you're one of these guys like Jamil who likes to keep all the different grains around so he can brew anything anytime. Um, you can keep a whole inventory. You can make yourself a shopping list for the next time you're down at the Moore beer and you want to just print out your shopping list you know what you got to buy it's really kind of a cool thing makes you feel like you're a real brewer or something i mean which is for me that's good yeah anything that can help me feel that way is is a good thing so check out beersmith.com get your two-week trial and uh i I think you're gonna like what you find there i know i did so i i I made the switch it's good shit all right how about a quick break and this will be our last break when we come back uh we'll do we got to give away some belgian candy sugar um we could take some drunk of the week calls why don't we just do it now i guess because i got to get another break uh i got i got sponsors to pay like our wonderful sponsor over at morebeer.com uh they they deserve this uh, next commercial that's going to be the first commercial that plays at this break oh um i could call i could just not do it and explain to graham how jp didn't want me to play his commercials at the final break That'll go over well. They don't, don't <laughs> you find You're though. playing at the yeah. end of the show after everybody's <laughs> tuned off. Right. Right. All right. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Uh, drunk of the week calls. Give away some Belgian candy sugar and get the hell out of here. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
9: Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. Uh, The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day.
2: Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer deal of the day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that
10: sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More more Beer beer deal deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. What's up, dude? What the long face?
9: Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft description was a strikeout. Ooh. Yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb too. But last year, I found playfulevenings.com. What? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a um, central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think ticklist pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to playfulevenings.com and click on Shop Online Now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. Playfulevenings.com. Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army. It's Valentine's
2: Day all year long at Playfulevenings.com.
9: What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports sports beer,
10: beer. you know. The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to the session.
6: You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer,
5: radio shouldn't suck.
6: Talking about Roger Waters coming to town at the break, yeah. uh I'm a huge Roger Waters fan. The Wall is one of my favorite uh all time albums. All you know, all together, I can listen. I still listen to it all the time that to this I, day. I, just recently, I saw the concert. Uh, uh, you I, saw the original Wall, Wall concert, oh, yeah. the tour, yeah, oh, boy, Nin- oh, 1979 or 80, right when Roger was all fucking
5: nutty.
7: Yeah, great. But yeah, it was it was incredible. And in fact, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's one of those things that I didn't know I was going. I was at my friend's house, and his roommate says, you know, I don't want
6: these fucking tickets. And he goes, you guys want them? Yeah. Yeah. He's a nutcase, Roger. How is it that he's back up? How is he able to do shows still? Isn't he completely insane by now? No, it was Sid that was insane. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Roger. No. no, no. Oh. Oh, I'm excited to go to that. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, he's coming to town. We're going to go see him. Yeah. I think we should. It's, It's... it's not till December, it's but till tickets December. are on sale this weekend. Oh yeah, I
7: bet they're going fast. So we need to get something decent.
6: Chad won't go. I bet they're not. Going He'll go to fast the reggae I version. Think
7: the pre sale's still today.
6: It is. I think you're right. So we should probably maybe we should do it after the show. Yes. Killer light show. I huh, guess. Laser. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I actually I have been to a, a, a wall <laughs> laser light show too. It's, it's all purple and shit, dude. <laughs> I used to go to those laser light shows all the time back when I was smoking weed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There'd be like a U2 one coming. To t- I'd go to any of them. I didn't care. I was high as fuck. And you just go lay, look at those stupid lasers. Yeah. I remember how high tech they used to seem. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going, man.
7: I could have sat there with my own pen laser. They were on the <laughs> yeah. roof.
6: It's like a friggin' light bright. It's retarded. <laughs> Yeah,
8: was, yeah they gotta use the planetarium for something
6: <laughs> yeah that's true it was always at the planetarium that's right. right
8: but aren't they known for that like big light shows or something oh yeah yeah, yeah. big everything
6: big, shows it was, it was big
8: everything oh. like the
6: big pig flying over you pigs on a wing <laughs> uh, the wall was incredible oh uh, and that's what he's performing when he's yeah, coming to down. town he's it's doing the wall. wall yeah oh see that's great it's got to be good. And hopefully
7: he patched it up with David Gilmore a little bit
6: and he'll come out. And you play. think? I don't Did know. they hate each other? Is that what happened? Uh, everybody hated everybody. Yeah. So we'll see. Every good band, yeah, happens. but it's been—it's been. That's why you should have been in a band, JP. You'd have been perfect at We're in hating We're the band people. right here. Hate a lot of, everybody. A lot of hate. <laughs> right,
5: that's true. Yeah. I hate
0: you.
6: I'm in a bad mood all the time. It is, I dude. I can't control my emotions. But usually it happens sort of after. I can't control myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're Be- still sticking around. Bebo's the drummer. You got she's it so wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bebo, is is Bebo is the drummer. Uh, all right well we got to look for tickets we got to call pa- pax is the one who let me know about it so he,
7: put, he let you know wrong
6: pax and, i know, he, that, he, know he wants to go have to get the stretch limo for him <laughs> he will <laughs> you don't like you don't like uh pink floyd jip no you're such a
0: well, music it, it, douche it, it, no, it how can you not like pink floyd they're boring to me
6: what? Uh, yeah they're
0: boring and trite
6: Oh, man. Wow, <laughs> you didn't smoke enough weed when you were younger. Uh, you know? No, absolutely not. He's got a word of the day calendar, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no. That was no. Wednesday. That's not just, at all.
0: That's just what I was. Uh, my principal said on my report card. <laughs> Have you listened tried.
6: to the wall in its entirety?
0: Uh, do you know that? Do you know No, that? it just bores me. This just bores me. Mm.
7: We don't need no because god. You want, <laughs> because you're
6: just sitting there. You need to watch something while you're doing it, right?
0: Hey. So
6: yeah. the first time I watched the wall, dry? I, I mean. had, uh, so I'd gone to a dentist to get a, uh, a, a a molar that had gone away, was on its way going away. Oh, the one you don't have? The one I don't have. Yeah, okay.
7: <clears throat> and the, I went 18, to... team,
6: people. And I went to one of those, you know, cattle call shops where there's like 50 chairs in it or whatever. Sears. So I go in there and the guy, he pulls out half of it and he can't get the rest out. And I, I'm not kidding, this is one of those scenes that you see in the movies, he's got his knee on my chest, he's like, I he's just doing everything. I can't see that. I swear to God, it's this guy on your was up on top of me <laughs> trying to get this thing out, right? Yeah, he was. could was wrong. Couldn't get it out, got half of it out. So, he sent me home and he's like, so listen. I it's, got this guy. Is, he, well, he sent me home he's like... It's going to be kind of fucked in about an hour when this Novocaine wears off. You're going to be in bad shape. I tore out about half of that tooth. I can't get out the rest. I'm going to give you prescriptions for some really strong stuff, and we're going to send you to an oral surgeon tomorrow morning. Fine. <coughs> Great. So whatever he prescribed me, you know, some sort of double Viking yeah, lore yeah, set, who yeah. knows. Go home, take the lore set, smoke a doobie, pop in uh, Pink Floyd the Wall, lay in my bed. Best night ever. I swear to you, I slept about two feet above my bed that night. I never touched my bed. I hovered just above (laughs) it. There is no Justin Lee Zool. (laughs) And and certainly through the entire movie, boy, was that a good movie that night. And it was the first time I'd seen it, and I was like, so this is what everyone's been talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You saw the light. I saw the light, and I never touched the bed all night long. (laughs) I fell asleep just like that hovering. It was fantastic.
8: You ever do the Michael Jackson thing? No,
6: what's the wizard, Michael? The I wizard thought it of, was a wizard. Oh no, I'm sorry. Touch,
0: yeah, that's Wizard of Oz. You touch yeah, a kid? Sorry. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, what do you, touch a kid and die. Didn't he make like a
8: creepy like Wizard of Oz movie too? I think he did. He but. Are you talking Moonwalker. Oh, sorry, I'm getting my things mixed up. here You are getting your Wizard things of Oz with the, the wall is what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah,
7: supposedly. Yes. No, no. If you wizard, start wizard the Oz wall. With, no, no, Wizard of Oz with uh, Dark Side of the Moon.
8: Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, is that what? Oh, right, right. Synchronicity.
6: You, you're supposed it. to like start Dark Side of the Moon after the, the, after the credits. Lion or something. Right. Front growl. Yeah. Right at you, yeah.
7: yeah, and it's <laughs> supposed to work with the swirling tornado. Right, and all right, like that. right, right. We need to try that.
6: <laughs> Look, at it, if you're high enough, you play anything next to it. It's going to work, isn't wow, it? Wow, this
3: Slayer <laughs> album really works <laughs> with God <laughs> with a <Well>, Wind. I used to like... Uh, Let's try it.
7: I used to love cartoons and no sound and stereo really loud and yeah. everything tweaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs that was my
5: favorite.
7: <laughs> oh, man. Saturday
6: morning was good at my house. <laughs> Doc, I met you too late. That's what happened. Back in the day, we, we might be dead now had I, I met killed you, you years ago. I would have killed you. I lost a few friends. <laughs> <laughs> but killed did you people. kill them? <laughs> uh,
7: no, not legally.
6: Uh, all right. Well, it appears we don't have any Drunk of the Week uh, oh, uh, phone calls today. Uh, apparently, people are being good on Mother's Day, I guess. I don't oh, know, what's that, could or, be you know it. Taking care of the mamas. So Nico's wife had a Mama's Day baby. Nico's wife had a Mama's Day baby. Oh wow! Mother's who Day. Who else?
0: I want to say uh, Bad Rocks didn't.
7: Bad weren't Bad Rocks kid. Wasn't Bad Rocks kid could born on that. Mother's Day
6: too? <laughs> yeah, could be the case.
7: <laughs> yeah, but see, Mother's Day is always on Sunday, <clears throat> yeah. so it, the birthday doesn't float. Right. Good point. So one of seven. That's a good point. So so it saves me about. Uh, Memorial
0: oh, Nico Day. brews in the chat room.
6: Yeah, actually. yeah.
0: <laughs> Nico brews in the chat.
6: Not taking care of that new baby, huh? No, ah, it just sleeps there now anyway. Yeah. I'm surprised he's
7: awake. Oh, he's probably still celebrating.
6: Yeah, it's probably his night off. How many babies that guy had now? I think the second, no, second. You're right. Two babies.
0: Him himself, babies. he himself is just a baby.
6: Well, I got to give away some Belgian candy sugar not to somebody. Give it to so give it to Tom. <laughs> give it to Nico. Should we give it to Nico? For yeah. Has he ever won you know you know what? think He's, He won a baby today. He won he a won baby. a baby. All right, Nico gets the yeah! Belgian candy sugar. I will send him uh, courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. They've been supporting this show for a couple of years now, and uh, doing it very silently. By the way, they ask nothing of us other than we uh, give out some Belgian candy sugar, and that you folks who receive the Belgian candy sugar just let us know what you think about it. And 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 they but always want, are too. They want to know honest opinions. They really want to know uh, what you're experiencing and how it's working out. They love that kind of good feedback. So uh, Belgian candy sugar to Nico, mm-hmm. courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. Our good friends over there. I'll put it in the mail this week for you, Nico. And, uh, you could brew your yourself... your mom will. You could brew a baby Belgian beer. A Belgian beer uh, for your baby. Yes, my mom will. That's true. look at will done. You know what else she has to ship this week? Good surprise for NHC? Finally got our, uh, our dog tags in. Our oh! Bee- but they're not laser engraved yet. Uh, I'll just take the phone chat. Um, oh, it looks like we have BrewTat on the phone. Hang on, BrewTat. Um... Keep I got to sure. get them in great, so they have the BN Army thing and everything. But uh, we're gonna ha- at NHC. We're gonna have dog tags. We uh, What's finally we? got them this week. Uh, well, we f- to sell to you, to you folks at home. Oh, so everybody uh, can have that. Everyone will get uh, dog tags. That's right. Uh, you guys have been asking now for for a year or two because what happened? The supplier was a big fat douche, and I couldn't get them, and I finally so got them. We're gonna call people and...
7: douches tonight.
6: Yeah. No, we are. Oh, okay. What are we gonna get through a whole show without calling somebody a douche? Yeah, no, you tried. Yeah. We'll do it in French. La Ta- la douche. <laughs> <laughs> Le douche. La douche what's happening brother
13: speaking of douche
6: yeah, yeah. <laughs> how are you man Your timing buddy
13: hey i'm good so so we're not gonna have a suite at the nhc what the fuck
6: you know i called uh, a couple weeks ago to find out what the options were because i felt like it was such a good time last year that i'd see what i could do they don't have yeah. any they, they don't have suites at all, they, oh, the only room, one, right? the only ones that they have are like it's you know where they, there's a sitting area. That's their suite. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, the big yeah, rooms that with mini, a couch. Sweet crap! They don't have any uh, regular suite. At least that's what they told me. They don't have any regular suites. Do they have a like a small conference room? We could. I was kind of that might. I guess that could happen. But at that point, then why aren't we just staying in the hospitality suite, right? Because that's yeah. kind of. There you
13: go. We'll crash that because you're a board member. You can get us in, right? Well, no,
6: no. We the, It stays open late. Remember, like, you can stay in the 8th suite until they kick you out, basically.
7: Um, 6 a.m.? Yeah. Uh, Well, well. no. no, Well, there you go.
6: Right. Can I I use all the
7: Blickman stuff to uh, beer Jenga people?
6: Probably. (laughs) Actually, I don't think John would care. Jenga by Blickman. Yeah, be pretty great. (laughs) You got Blickman.
13: Blickman is the sponsor of the drunk Jenga. I would love
6: that. End up with a. I'd love to see John sticking a Therminator on somebody's forehead. (laughs) That thing's heavy. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do about that, Tat because they don't seem to have suites, and I think we're just going to have to go old school. Adjoining rooms? And poor. Adjoining, adjoining, adjoining. adjoining, Maybe, I don't know. We better make friends with our neighbors then, because that stuff all sold out a long time ago. I mean, we have rooms in the main hotel, but... They haven't assigned rooms yet. That's a good point. Another good point? Yeah, that we can
13: get get all of our rooms in a row. Right. Yeah, that'll be fun The whole floor A BN
0: floor There we go That would be awful For the maids The next morning
5: <laughs> Oh, yeah <The> whole,
6: <laughs> we'll, Housekeeping
13: It's four in the afternoon No, no Oh, our no, suite we'll just, we'll just all agree To hang out The do not disturb tags On our door So they won't have to make they it They don't out, come to know. the
6: end They
0: don't have to get The wet vac in yeah, there but puke In the hallways <laughs> And on other people's Door
7: handles
6: Our suite last year Was pretty fucked up It had stuff everywhere Real has been it, issue. it had three days of just rage. In there. there were people sleeping in the closet. No, I think they were locked in the closet. That's different. I think
0: metaphorically they were coming out, Justin. <laughs> it had yeah. traces of
13: blue all over the place.
6: Yeah, yeah. There was
13: blue all over that room.
6: Yeah. I don't know what to do. They don't have any sweets. I was trying. I thought I'd give it a go, but they said they don't yeah. have any. Elevator party. <laughs> Doc and I have done that before. Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Call Tat and see what they have. See if they have any options. Be more creative than me.
13: I'll be creative, but I mean, yeah. If if, if they haven't assigned rooms yet, maybe we can just all call up and and each each of us, you know, re- request to have a room next to each other. Right. That would take some coordination, though. But
6: it would. I would be happy to do that as long as my room end. wasn't part of that string. Because uh-huh. oh, it's a, right in the middle. Because there's a point where I want to <laughs> get rid of all of you and <laughs> I just want to go to bed. I have to get yeah, along about
13: 3 a.m. every night. You you just disappeared into your own room.
6: And it might have to be 2.30 this year because, you know, I'm very important now. I, I'm on the board. They're very important. Right. And, and I, you're a presenter. I'm a presenter. I have to speak. I'm a very important person this year. I don't know if I can. <laughs> as, as you start That's to get so creaky. Important. as you, I'm not sure I can hang out until 3 a.m. Uh, yeah, with the lessers. Like like I, like it's ever going to happen. With the I don't know how to go to sleep with these things. It becomes very difficult to... Heroin. <coughs> you don't <play>. sleep. <laughs> is that the key? Yeah. 3 a.m. is probably my limit nowadays, though. 3 a.m. is... Uh, because
7: you know better or because you just can't take
6: anything. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think last year I was kind of just... I was done by 3 a.m., you know? Just what was happening. At, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring enough Coke to Oakland, I guess. I'll have to bring more Coke to Minnesota so I can Coakland's stay up, up. all night.
13: I've got amphetamines,
6: so... That'll help. That helps in yeah, the morning. At the, look at my yeah. ADD meds. They'll keep you up. <laughs> yeah. I don't need them at night. Staying up at night's fine, actually. I need them in the morning. You know. Oh, All imagine right, my... Know. Yeah, give me a bunch of amphetamines and cocaine before my, uh, before my talk. Adderall. <laughs> yeah, I Adderall. Adderall. That'll be ah. perfect. All right, so I'm here to talk to you about... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll be back in a minute. It'd be great. <laughs> great now if i have a cold if i have the snivels everyone's gonna think i'm all coked up yep that's fine i don't care
13: hey my son was born on mother's day that's a good 20 story. 20 years ago
6: 20 years ago where's he now
13: yep he's in college now
6: what school is What's he school?
13: at uh southeast missouri state
6: couldn't get out of that missouri could he couldn't get out of the missouri could he
13: Hell no, No, because it's cheaper. It's in-state rates.
6: Uh, That's true. Same almost
5: out. Are
13: we ready to go? But but actually, Southeast Missouri State is as far away as you can get
6: from us.
3: I see. Yeah, it's almost out of the state.
6: Tasty, aren't you going to Missouri after? uh, I'm going to St.
3: Louis. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You going to see me there? Don't have the pizza. (laughs)
13: <laughs> no, because I'm going to see your ass the whole week before that.
3: Well, the next week, on the 23rd at Sheffley's. Uh,
13: Tattoo's bunking yeah, you. You I, I know that? I would really love to go down for that, but I'm going to be so far behind and everything. So well, I, nice. It's going to be in the evening. I won't go down.
3: Right. Why are you going there? I'm I have gonna... family in that area, and there's a wedding I'm going to. Oh. <laughs> They're still marrying? The third time for my brother. Okay.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Is it? It's yeah. your brother? Yeah.
3: How many brothers you got? <laughs> Two.
6: You do? I didn't know that. Yeah. Are they older or younger than it's you? Younger. And he's on his third marriage.
3: Yeah, he's like 50. You know, like
6: he's like my one. old man. My old man. Family story type. He's thing. been married, uh, I think he's been married four or five times. I can't. I lost count. What the hell? Four, I, think he's on, I think he's working on number five. They were always hot, though, and young. Yeah, still, even yeah, more. Yeah, I used to jerk off to my stepmoms, and the hot, young stepmoms. Wow. Hey,
13: guys. My, I'm, I'm going to get off here because everybody's trying <laughs> to
6: fall in. All so. right. Later, okay. tap.
7: So you got, you got my a little first stepmom problem there.
6: My first stepmom after uh, uh, my 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 mom mom was like eighteen years old. I think he married like some eighteen year old broad. That was my first time in a V-dub, JP. Yeah. She had first, a V-dub. First, Wait. What this little eight, this eighteen year old broad that my dad married? They were married for like you know ten months.
7: No, back the first time in the V-dub. First time riding in one. Riding in one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
6: It Was my first, time, first, time, first in the, time. I wish your... she was smoking this one. Yeah. Everyone would have approved even your dad (laughs) yeah my dad approved my dad was kind of a stud he still is i think he does i think i told you i think he does like the adult friend finder and all that shit now he's out having fivesomes i don't even know what he does now he's getting laid he's the
7: the hue half of the year
6: 2000 he's getting more ass than i ever got that's for sure and he's like fucking 50 something you know he does he's old (laughs) you know what he does he does the uh forget the viagra and all that he does the injection right into the wang. Oh, oh, oh that, that, that little clicker thing? You inject you shoot it right into the yeah, wang, because yeah, it's, it's instant. And you just, Where do you get that stuff? I don't know, you got to ask my dad. I know, the porn stars <laughs> use it. And so does my dad. A little clicker into there?
5: Click, click.
6: Shoot it right in. Believe that? When I need it? See, that's what he likes about it. He's like, hey, I don't have to take the pill. I don't have to plan or anything. I just, like, oh, it looks like this it. is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Pump it up. Instantaneous. Just don't in, hate, don't date ugly women. Don't tell him I told you that if you guys ever meet him at another BNA. What hey, wiener injector.
5: <laughs> yeah. your injector a going? I know read.
6: you listeners. You're going to run right up to my dad. Hey, what's the, I know about you. Where's the clicker? It's <laughs> <Let's, laughs> in your pocket. Let's see it. Let's see the clicker. going to go, what? In your pocket, babe. Caller, what's happening? You're on the air.
11: Well, hey, it's Dirk large, huge.
6: Dirk, what's going on, brother?
11: i drunk off my ass.
6: Yeah, I can tell. Sound like it. We, are, <laughs> we already gave away the candy sugar, you know.
11: Yeah, loser. Oh.
6: Candy. Son of
11: a bitch.
6: You could still win Drunk of the Week, though. What have you had?
11: Uh, Well, I've had a couple of... Uh, uh, real, uh, devil's backbones, triples, and, uh, then the, uh, oh, you know, I could talk before I called, uh,
6: who are you talking to? Randy,
11: he, well, uh, anybody, yeah. I was talking to myself. Okay. Uh, Not no, bad. Randy Teal, yeah, about. Randy Teal, the, uh, Omegong Brewer, yeah. he, uh, uh, gave the uh brewing
6: network Saison recipe and I brewed it. Isn't he the new brewer now, Randy? Yeah. Go on. Carry on.
11: I, I well, let well, out few well, secrets.
7: Well well. well well, I don't know.
11: I don't know. I'm just drinking. Stay on track, uh,
7: buddy. Stay on track. Listen, I don't
6: know Jimmy's thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know a lot about it a lot. But so, I love drinking.
7: Uh, Dirk, is the it's the tile in your bathroom large squares or small squares? I just want to know what well, the pattern is going to be on your face in the morning. <laughs> yeah, uh,
6: it's probably going to be small. Okay, okay. small <laughs> squares. All right, yeah. uh, Dirk no. McLarge Huge is our drunk of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's done a great job. Yes. He called in. That's so how he. Yes. He's still could not talk but so, he could not. That's how he won today. All right, Dirk, shoot me an email with your address, and we'll get you a medal. All right, super. Good job, bro. See brother. you in Minneapolis. Oh. Good, see you
7: there, man. Yay! I still haven't told my wife I'm going to Minneapolis.
6: Yeah. I knew that was going to be the no. case.
7: Well, you know, I figured, gonna... well, I figured tonight's like, okay, I'm going to go home and say, like, you know, gotta go now. Because after the show, we talked about it and blah, blah, blah.
3: Tell her you found out the club's up for like... You're a... going to tell her tonight. But yeah, on mother's well, day tonight well, probably
6: tomorrow attaboy <laughs> i'd like to sleep tonight <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah start early in the morning so because then you're gone you got to go do errands <laughs> exactly you know. i See was thinking about shrink. it you haven't missed uh an nhc in a while yeah, so no. it's pretty expected isn't it you haven't I'm, I, was, I think you've been to everyone no you didn't go to florida you've been every, to everyone since florida
7: with me, yeah. I didn't go to Baltimore, didn't go to Florida, but uh, I went to the one before that. And I went to the
6: one before that, but yeah. you went to Denver. Obviously, you went to Oakland. Where, where else? Cincinnati. Has it been? Cincinnati, and then now. So, so it's it's not a big surprise, is it? <laughs> it's always a big surprise, anyway. Yeah. Oh, good luck, Doc. You want me to tell her?
7: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no,
6: I'd like to be able to go. She likes JP. I think. No, actually, I, I have. I, I won't be staying in your hotel.
7: For sure. Why would happen? I tried to, I it was booked months ago. Oh. So you're across the street. Uh or somewhere. My yeah. my brother uh, works for Hilton, so I'll I'll get a cheap hotel like okay. just about a mile away probably. Real cheap. Yeah. Uh, cabot. A, a good hotel. Yeah, cabot. It's fine. Cabbage. I'll sleep in the, sleep in the hallway somewhere. Yeah. So, I don't have my room key. Just stay you're in the wrong the, hotel, dude. Just stay in the elevator
6: after the party. Yeah,
7: you can put a bed in there. Fine. You know what? I wonder how long it would take for somebody to wake me up if I was in there with a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> Probably not. I think they'd leave you alone.
6: Probably would. They'd know. Little pillow and blanket going up and down. They'd come in and say, oh, hey, little guy. <laughs> hey. Nice to see you, Doc. Catch you in the hospitality suite in the morning. <sighs> yeah. All right. Good job, everybody. We're out of here. Thanks to uh, our sponsor, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, for uh, oh. beer, beer, more beer. sponsoring this program, morebeer.com. Also sponsoring our brew system, our Moorbeer 1550 that Chad is brewing the crap out of. If a system could be worn out, Chad would, would be wear wear it wearing out, it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. So thanks to Moorbeer. Uh, thanks to Belgian Candy Sugar uh, for giving away some more uh, Belgian Candy Sugar uh, today. And uh, thanks to Tasty for, I don't know, what you did something showing nice up. today, I'm sure. Thanks for showing up, Tasty. After I, <laughs> after Boozville. I don't have much left. You're done, I mean, aren't you? Yes. All right. Good job. You guys have he, fun up there? oh yeah a lot of fun
7: <laughs> he's tasteless
6: what time did you go to sleep last night I have no idea did you pass out or did you go to sleep no I went to sleep
3: so you took no. your shoes off oh yeah I took everything off okay I got, had a heater <laughs> so in my so tent he was
7: naked on the on oh the so lawn. naked
3: did you know what time <laughs> I was it in was? my tent though did you
7: know what time I was like oh, I, it, didn't I didn't matter oh, like, oh it's so late I gotta go to bed or just like it, no I, I just can't, take, any- I no, can't no. take anymore I can't take
3: anymore right I was done I said I'm tired of drinking and this is what this is all about so yeah I'm up. Chad what about you
8: yeah, had a pretty good weekend. Did you, did, you stay stay up uh, did you stay up longer than him? Well, we had a malfunction with the uh, air mattress. Oh. so <laughs> We? Well, I borrowed Tasty's uh, air mattress, yeah. so I say we. I, I lent with, him, a, air him med- on it. A, an air
3: bed that didn't work. Oh, so you were on the ground. <laughs> well, well, the back of his truck. Back. His back of his RV. Oh, you
8: had the ribs in the back. I thought you just got a new tent. I did.
3: What happened? He couldn't sleep. Roger either. used you just- it. What? <laughs> I had to pass it off. I had nowhere to go. And no, uh, no bed to put in it. Yeah. so he slept in the car.
6: Oh, shit. In the Forerunner, or yeah. in your truck? Yeah, in in the truck. You slept. You slept in the Cadillac. Yep. Yeah. It oh, was you're great. you're hurting today.
8: No, I made a nice little nest, you know, with my comforter and sleeping bag, and everybody else's clothes. Happy. Oh man.
6: <laughs> if you had a bus, you'd have a bed in the back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Chad. oh yeah.
8: Woo! We saw a lot of those there. You did? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Yeah.
6: I took it to the drive-in last night. You open cool. it at the back with the, with the lawn chairs in the back? No, I just uh, laid in the back. Uh, I opened I, the hatch and laid in the back. I got
7: show you the, the short
6: lawn chair trick. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's good All, right. All right, everybody. We're back next week. We'll see you then. We're going to be talking to the guys from uh, uh, Brewing TV, uh, Jake and Dawson. And uh, Chad's working on our topic, too, so we'll let you know that as soon as I know it. And, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And happy Mother's Day to the mothers. 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 All right. See you next mothers. week. Thanks, everybody.